Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Warp Lords podcast. My name is Mike Danger Votor, and I will be your dungeon master and host this evening. Uh, tonight, we pick back up on the Fractured World story, and tonight I am joined by Mike, Graham, Dylan, and Jared. Why don't you guys go ahead and describe your characters, and then go ahead and tell me a bit about what happened last week. Well, my name is Mike, and I'm playing as uh, Mr. G, and I'm really excited to be back and, uh, you know, go on some adventures with all my friends, uh, Johnny and Dennis, and most of all, my best friend, uh, Monsieur Boots, the little French boy slash cat. <laughs> Just super excited. <laughs> To move forward and have great adventures together. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, and I'm Graham. I play Dennis, a smooth-talking politician who very badly wants to be the one to tell Mr. G that his best friend is dead. <laughs> Boots is dead? Boots! No! <laughs> I'm Jared, and I play Johnny Lau, everybody's favorite bird cop, who also now is a chess expert, but only when used to make other people look stupid. Um, that's basically, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <sighs> I'm Dylan. Until last week, I played the cat slash French boy, Monsieur Boots, who had like three to ten other names. And then my character is most definitely dead. He died. And I'm, I made a new character who may or may not be a magical girl. Oh god. <laughs> may or may not being the operative word, I guess there. Uh, I'm voting for the latter, but here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is role playing, not a democracy. You guys just really are afraid of having way more friends than you can handle, it sounds like. Wait, what do you, is that like a reference to magical girl shows? Yes, it is. It's a, it's a reference to magical girls in this game. Oh. So wait, guys, how did my best friend, Monsieur Boots, die? This is, this is really messed up. I'm sure Mr. G didn't take it very well. Uh, he died as he lived, poorly. It's kind of a long story. He was vindicated because a child murdered him. And his Vindicated pet cat. from what? From being the cause of the death? <laughs> Vindicated in the sense that he was right for being afraid of human children because he got murdered by one. And his son slash pet <laughs> also got murdered. So you, di- you died in that totally not to the death fight? Yeah. The thing tried to hold back last minute if I'm being fair. It grabbed the wand out of your hand. You just died to residual damage, unfortunately. Fucking elemental magic. He killed another sentient creature, two sentient creatures, actually, because yep. he couldn't handle having his stuff stolen. Yeah. Bruh, do they even have you sign waivers before you do these things? Nah, man. I feel like someone's gonna sue. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are gonna sue the gym. Yeah. We're gonna sue the gym for damages. Like, yeah, we lost, we lost our thief. Now we need to hire another oh, no. one. You helped us in the long run. I'm gonna sue you for damages. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, did you just imply that killing boots helped us in the long run? I did. I did imply that. <laughs> because I truly believe that. Now it's not even an implication. Now you just came out and said it. 
Yeah, but our characters don't know that. <laughs> Can you prove <laughs> yeah. he's wrong? Because because he's not wrong. Wait, so basically what you're telling me is God wanted Boots to die. No. The dice gods wanted Boots to die. No, the coin god. Fate and the coin <laughs> and all of Dylan's dice wanted wanted him to yeah. die. That's really where it is. I failed like ten rolls and lost a coin flip. So yeah, what else boots. happened, ladies and gents? What uh uh I'll say that 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 Mr. G remembers being heftily, heftily and deftly carried by Johnny, and then you took some more drugs. That's about the extent of uh what Mr. G really remembers from last week. Yeah, Johnny was awfully heroic for a second there. Yeah, for literally thirty seconds. But <laughs> that had to return to Bryce. <laughs> Bryce and Dennis to be the superior sacred beast champions. <laughs> can't can't let the death be for nothing. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. I'm still really upset that you guys didn't get to go through with your joke because of how good that yeah. joke was gonna be. It was so good. Holy <laughs> shit, yeah. We'll have to save it for later. Like, we'll bring it back and at some point. <laughs> yeah. Dennis and I are gonna be like, dude, this is the time. We, we gotta do it. We can spend the rest of the campaign taking every chance we possibly have. Like, alright, now we can rub it in their face. <laughs> and every time they're gonna get stuck behind and we're gonna have to just abandon the joke and never get to see it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So what actually happened the rest of the, oh. the rest of the, the rest thing? of the session, um, both Johnny, and Dennis uh, fought Bryce, and they got their first gym badge. Yeah, dudes. Because we're because Gary's a little bitch, unlike <laughs> Luckier and Bug, who are the superior <laughs> superior beasts. Well, we have math backing us up now because they are higher levels. They, you do have math backing you up now. That is, we true. also have a shiny badge. <laughs> also, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> hey, hey. How does Johnny feel now that he has a shiny badge again? I mean, he feels you know, pretty he great. Kicked out of the police. Of <laughs> oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, how did that not occur to me? Uh, no, Johnny oh. feels terrible. He's over. He's overwhelmed with with sadness at the loss of boots. Yeah, you guys were pretty stoked until you went to the healing center. Uh, kind of where we're all at right now to get you guys back into it. Um, you're all in the kind of right outside of the healing center with your entire crew. Bonsai's there. You guys are now holding a uh, a silver cat-shaped urn. <laughs> Can we have a smaller one too for Chaton? It, you guys remember seeing in the in the back room the the hospital bed. Uh, Chaton kind of turned to energy and like tried to stay with Boots and then went back into the earth itself thus kind of resetting its cycle once again shit's weak to reset the scene here uh all of you guys are standing outside you're with your group and you're about to depart and head for high centralia city as you guys are all standing outside uh the mood feels quite somber you guys all just kind of are still in a bit of disbelief as to what the past hour has really brought, uh, brought for you. Um, you're all just still staring in disbelief at this small little silver cat shaped urn. And 
After a moment, you guys are all staring at it, and magically out of nowhere, in the cat's mouth, one single rose made out of silver just appears in its mouth to to kind of detail uh the urn a little bit more. And everyone stays there for a moment. The professor kind of turns and regards you all. The The boat will be leaving in a couple of hours. Um... To get to the next city, it will take you a little bit of time. I know that situations like this are rough, so please take as much time as you need, but do know that there is, uh, there is some travel time before you head to High Centralia City. Um, Bonsai sounds legitimately choked up as he turns his back to you and isn't facing you as he's talking. A moment later, you see him kind of like, scratch his face a little bit and then he turns and he goes here i got you all some some supplies for for the rest of your journey uh hopefully these will come in handy so the three of you are handed uh five capture spheres and five e-rank potions hey wait as a group like or five each five each, each. of us get get five of those sweet yeah, I had potions already. Shit. Now I have seven of them. Hey, do you by any chance have a box of tissues? <laughs> Un- unfortunately, Johnny, not on me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have this han- handkerchief, Bummer. though. Is that gonna, is that good for you? I would appreciate that if you wouldn't mind. Professor Bonsai hands you this, this, uh, handkerchief. Um, Surprisingly big. There's a lot of surface area. It's clean. It's very, very soft linen. Seems like it's gonna caress your beak ni- nice. He put he puts it in his pocket. You ch- you put the handkerchief in your pocket. He was letting you borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like holding his hand out, and then you just look at it for a moment, and then you just put it in your pocket. Oh. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Here. Oh. I mostly meant for later, but yeah, that's fine. I appreciate the gesture. He kind of like- I, I apologize there, <laughs> there, Johnny. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that I also misunderstood what you meant. Um, I thought you meant now. <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> it's actually funnier this way. <laughs> um, here I am writing in handkerchief and thinking about how I'm gonna like scooby-doo the fuck out of my outfit here, but, <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> After a moment, um, Bonsai starts kind of walking. Here, I'll, I'll show you the proper way to get to Heinzentralia City. Uh, Professor. Yes. Before we leave, I'm, I'm gonna need those crystals back. Be very careful with these. And I, before you leave, I'll, I'll run back to the lab and get them. But once again, be very careful. I want to. I want to make it clear, Professor. I have no intention to destroy them or harm the souls within. I never did. I'm just looking to make sure that nothing happens like what just happened here, when a child murdered my cat friend, Monsieur Boots. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is the kid still in earshot? No, he ran out. He ran out of the the healing center uh, when you guys started shit talking him, and he was there being super super shook up. <laughs> and then he ran out after that. You guys didn't see where he went yeah. to after that. <laughs> Does, does the professor have any response to that at all? <laughs> He's kind of glaring at you like a bit. Like his eyes are very, very like thin and you can barely see like any, any eye looking at you. Um, so he looks like he's taking a nap. Not quite. Wait, he's mad at me for just pointing out facts and then reassuring him I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna destroy the crystals. <laughs> well, when you're talking about how a child murdered your friend here, he just kind of starts glaring a little bit. From what Ellis had told me, giving me the report, and giving the same to Bryce when he just came running out of the healing center, he said that he did give Boots an out. He did try and stop, but your friend said no. These fights aren't supposed to be to the death, and you losing your friend is regrettable. And I apologize that that happened while we all were here. But do not confuse your companion's own stupidity. <laughs> Bro, to speak ill of the dead, prick. <laughs> <laughs> you got it out, man! <laughs> Dude, Dylan just watches too much anime. The fucking main character is always in a situation and he's like, they're like, you should stay down. You're inches within death. And they're like, no, I get more powerful the more emotional I get. <laughs> That's how it works. And then you're like, no, this is real life. This is an anime. <laughs> it's only based off of one. Now I'm going to play a magical girl just to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> but we do see eye to eye as far as these crystals go. So if you let me go to my lab, I will give them to you. Um, understood. I, I, I appreciate you not fighting me on this. Um, and, uh, as far as the, uh, the fault of the death of our uh, companion, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I understand you have to say certain things for, uh, legal reasons. <laughs> um, I just, <laughs> but I want you to know that we, we won't, foreseeably be pressing any charges just (laughs) (laughs) will not forget this before you started talking he had already turned to like start walking away he like turned and he's just kind of like side-eyeing you as you're now talking about not pressing charges (laughs) and then he just without saying anything turns and walks away (laughs) turn around and walk away silver just looks over um, guys, we should, we should still follow Bonsai. He's heading in the same direction as the, the, uh, other gate to exit town. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. I, I have a yeah. serious question for my, my friends here though. I, um. Yeah, what's up, Mr. What's G? What's going on, Mr. G? I was a little drugged up when everything happened. I don't, I don't recall. You still seem a little bit drugged up if, if we're being honest here. <laughs> you kind of like mo- gestures to you. <laughs> like, yes, you look like you're. The nurse assured me that the, the drugs have left my system and I won't have to roll any checks for things like walking <laughs> or whatnot. That's precisely um, what a person would say who is suffering the effects of drugs. <laughs> uh, I have a serious question here though. I would also like to point out Mr. G still has that cup of juice that he was delightfully slipping on last week. <laughs> oh yeah, it's in my hand. He's trying and... to be serious and we're like this. But oh, yes, God. your, your question. <laughs> What's your question? So serious question though. Um, when Boots was taken away, 
uh, I just wanted to make sure that, um, someone grabbed my box of imagination, right? Is it, is it okay? Is the box okay? Oh man, I actually don't know. It was all, I went real fast, to be honest. Perhaps <laughs> I should make a roll to see if I was smart enough to grab. <laughs> make me a luck check, Johnny. <laughs> Wait, why does Johnny make the luck check? He was the one who grabbed all your shit. As I flew by in a huge hurry. And actually, to be fair, Graham, can you also make me a luck check? Because you were also in the room. I just want to okay. make it clear, if he didn't grab it, I'm going to go back and get it. No, I understand. Sorry, I got to find where the fuck I put uh, that. That's a, that's a very big no. Ten out of two. Ah, I rolled a two, so I thought I might get this, but my luck is one. But you have a one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you dumped a stat. I have a lot of unspent XP, and I could probably make this happen, but I'm just going to leave it there. No, it seems that I forgot to grab you a box of imagination as I hurried you to the hospital so that you would not die. Yeah, so it is, it is still in the gym. I'll have to go, I'll have to go get it then. And then, um, G walks off toward the gym. Uh, what does that do in, in relation to where everyone else is walking? Uh, opposite way. You basically have to walk straight out. Uh, everyone else is essentially taking a left, more or less. Okay. Uh, just wait for me at the gate. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there shortly. Uh, Johnny g- glances over to Dennis and kind of like makes like a, should we do it type expression? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys all follow Silver. Um, I assume outside of Mr. G. Yeah, of course. Okay. So you guys walk to the other end of town. I was going to say, we, I haven't mentioned Kenny in a while. He's with us. He's there. Correct? Yeah, he's there. He's there. He's going to be, he's going to be traveling with you guys to the Cronus region. He's real slobbery right now. <laughs> I mean, it's Lots not that hot. No, he's good. He ain't that slobbery. That's true. Also, fuck cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. G, it takes you a moment, but you get back into the gym and you go back into the room where everything just kind of went down. Um, the door's still open. Um, no one's currently in the gym at the moment that you can see. Uh, you go back in, you go and you see the box of, of imagination still in its form, um, on the ground. And you see one of the plates is like out plates. Like what, what kind of, what? one of the, one of the small sliding plates has come unhinged from the whole mechanism. Oh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk out. Well, when I first enter the room, I kind of look around. It's like a little unsettling. Yeah. It, it feels a bit weird. The air feels heavy. Is it, is it still messy with like cat blood and things? There's scuff marks on the ground. You see the, the marks where that thing kept streaking across the floor. It almost basically left like tire marks with its, with its feet because it moved so fast. Um, the room still feels hot. You still feel that like heavy, sweaty, intense air in here. Um, and just a bit of negativity kind of surrounds you when you're in this room. I can't say that there's much blood anywhere as none of None of the attacks did anything to cause boots to bleed. Mr. G just, uh, walks in, takes a big, deep sigh, and then he, uh, goes over to the box. And if it looks, if it looks, uh, a little damaged, he'd do what he can to try to repair it, um, quickly. So it can go back to its original form. 
Yeah. Um, so you basically, uh, as you're walking, you're able to do it as you walk. Um, it's not too complicated. You fit the plate back in there, weld it back into place, and then you just test it to make sure it can still move and fit. There's one more important nuance here too. Um, I have a box of, uh, parts (laughs) in front of the gym. (laughs) So, so, um, I mess with the, uh, the box of imagination, get that to, to function properly. And then, um, I have Gary, uh, I release Gary and give him a little pat. And then I am going to, um, take the box and press the button and say, uh, a cargo harness and try to get it to be a cargo harness for the box on Gary. That'll, that'll be fitting and comfortable or more comfortable than that fucking tape I spent too much money for. <laughs> <laughs> so you fix the box you try and have it become an extra box to fit gary is more or less what i what i understand well, here no so i fix the box and then i ask it to be a cargo harness so i want it to be like a more comfortable harness to go around gary which i'm assuming is gary gary's not thicker than four feet right that's really thick Give me a second. Let me pull up the, let me pull up the thing. Let me just double yeah. check. Cause I'm assuming if he's, if he's, what is he? He's like, he's like, uh, 18 feet long. He's 21 feet long. Yeah, but I don't think he'd be more than four feet wide. I mean, he's, he's a thick boy, but let me just double check. I think it's almost exactly uh, in the parameters. But are you talking about diameter? Cause then you gotta consider circumference. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about diameter. So the, the box of magic, imagination can turn into any basic shape, um, within four by four feet. It's four feet cubed maximum dimensions. I can't imagine that he would be more than three feet. You know, yeah, it yeah. Would, I feel like a yard thick would be as like thick. That's point. where I'm at as well. Like even looking at, at every picture, I can't imagine it being more than four feet. Yeah. So I, so I, uh, tell it to be a, a comfortable harness and, uh, <laughs> and I attach the box that way instead of that, that jerk with her tape that wouldn't sell me more tape. So now Gary looks like he's like some BDSM slave carrying around a bunch no, of no. metal parts. <laughs> I'm riding, I'm riding on him right behind his head. And then right behind me, there's a, a box of parts and stuff with another metallic harness attached to that. And, um, I also want to mention that, uh, when I, when this attaches and then Mr. G gets on uh, Gary, uh, when he flies over toward the gate, he also swoops over that scroll shop and throws the tape from, from a distance. Like he's like 15 feet in the air, throws the tape at her front door. You throw the two spools of tape that you paid for, like the two, like already set rings of tape. Yeah, it's, it's already, it's spent, right? The tape's pretty spent right now. I couldn't use it for other things, or could I use it for other things? Well, I mean, it's stuck in that position, but. Yeah, yeah, no, I just throw, I just throw it at her. I. That was the whole <laughs> point of the tape, is that it seals in that position when it binds itself on either end. Yeah, it's, it's useless the to thing. me. The box does the thing. So I just, I just, there's swoop by real quick and throw the tape at her door. I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw it not in a destructive way, but in a way that'll make a noise when I throw it to the door. So she'll come out and be like, oh, there's the tape. I mean, like, agility check, I guess. I was, I was gonna go for a full on attack, but if you want me to just do a check. Well, I mean, yeah, you're flying by. Like, I, it's already difficult enough, so a check seems fine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make stats for a door right now. I'm gonna be completely honest <laughs> with you. It's an 11. Okay. I failed. Yeah. 
they surprisingly neatly rest themselves right in front of the door. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. And then he goes and meets everyone over at the... <laughs> I'm going to let gate. you know there is a lot on Gary, so he is moving a bit slower than he normally would. Oh, that's fine. As long as he's moving at, like, an equal pace to everyone who's just walking places. Yeah, like, he he's able to still move, but it would be closer to a walking pace. It's just, there's a lot on Gary at the moment. Doesn't seem, uh great for gary at the i moment. pat i pat him and and telepathically reassure him that this is only temporary and i greatly appreciate our friendship and our uh and and the uh the uh the services he's providing for me <laughs> you said that last time dad <laughs> <laughs> do i have a do i have a uh one of those foods for him yeah you have one poffin i believe oh i feed him a poffin while we're no no he ate the poffin last time well, he, he ate one this morning. I thought you asked for an extra one. I did. I don't think they gave me it. No, they gave everyone an extra name. one. Everyone had an extra poffin. I, I see if he wants another poffin. I mean, he'll eat it. <laughs> Certainly not going to say no. <laughs> Is he excited about the poffin? Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking loves it. Oh, dude. Yeah, I give him the poffin and I, I give him more pots. Tan poffins with the blue stripes. They're Gary's favorite. He'll oh, I give him little pats. I'm like, here's a poffin. Thanks so much, bud. Cool. You're You're my homeboy. You're the only one I could trust. <laughs> like i said takes you a minute to get that whole situation figured out uh everybody uh everybody else at this point you guys are at the gate it takes you a minute to get over there and silver's kind of walking like scratching his head a little bit um and he walks in front of you he's pretty quiet this morning as well do you guys say anything um i was just going to this is unrelated but i was going to say that i was going to uh take luckier out okay yeah. Um, not for any particular reason. Okay. So you I said mean, he's yeah. Quiet as we walk. Yeah. Pretty eventful day, huh, Dennis? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Not the word that I would use. It was sporadically fun. Uh, kind of just gauge silver for a reaction. Nothing. <laughs> oh, so he's like stone faced. Yeah. Well, he's in front of you as well, so you can't see his face. Uh, okay. Speaking of stones and stone-related things, uh, has Kenny interacted with Silver Rock at all? A little bit, not much. Not much, okay. You think that Kenny's still trying to figure out this whole world? Because he's had less of a crash course than you guys have. And it's the truth. Silver Rock. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Partly metal, partly real. <laughs> that was great. I I liked that. Good job. Thank you. Your, your tone it. says sincerity. <laughs> yeah, I know. My tone is always the most sincere of tones. Um, yeah, no, if he's, if he's kind of just keeping to himself, Johnny's going to just kind of assume that he, uh, you know, he needs some of his own time. He's definitely had a, some, some rough, rough times yesterday. And today. And also today. This, uh, yeah, hasn't been, hasn't been There's only so him. much death a child can take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Mystery Murder Planet seems to constantly try to murder us. Crazy thought. Yeah, weird. That's, it's that's the official name that I'm murder. giving this planet, by the way. Mystery it's, Murder it's Mystery Planet. Murder planet. That's, what, that's what you're going with? Yeah. I mean, it's not a very complicated mystery. <laughs> so he did it. <laughs> um, you guys are all standing outside of the, uh, you guys are all standing outside of the gate, gate at this point. Right? Um, 
Rex is, Rex is there, Kenny's there, Anna's there, and Nora and Rebecca are there. Kenny's just kind of like looking around, taking everything in, because he hasn't been in the city up until this point either, uh, because they stayed at the camp all, uh, all night until you guys went to Rastalia, the village. Um, Kenny looks rather intrigued with everything, but a bit confused. Um, Nora is looking at, uh, some of her own notes and you see that she's doing some calculations. Um, Anna is, uh, Anna's kind of looking around. She keeps looking inside of her horn and she keeps looking around to see if maybe she can find a drink. And Rebecca is standing, uh, like off to the side by herself, just kind of like a little, just being like separated from the group. Rex at this point takes out Boomburst and he pets Boomburst and then he sends Boomburst into the sky to kind of look around. Um, well, you guys are all kind of waiting. And then a few moments later, once again, that dragon with that V-shaped red nose, those big, uh, satellite dish-like ears with those, uh, triangular points on them. Um, thing is very, very, very scary as it flies into the air and then comes descending back down screeching. Rex looks over. It looks like the town that we're heading to is cut into the mountain itself. After we head out this gate, it looks like we should be there within the hour. Do any of you have any, any need before we, we split up? Do you need any items? Do you need any time? Uh, nothing really comes to mind, uh, of anything that we'd need. Though I was looking for a box of tissues. Not really sure where one might find box of tissues. Not for me, of course, but just in case. I don't know if they have tissues here. I don't know if they have, if they, if they have a means for that. Well, that's fine. Johnny and his never ending search for tissues. <laughs> writes down, like, writes down in his notepad, two priorities. Find Marshall, find tissues. <laughs> uh. Man's got a lot of reasons to cry right now. Yeah. Is Kenny going to the city? Kenny's going to the city with us, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he is. Uh, hey, Kenny, I mentioned earlier, or I asked earlier about, uh, Silver Rock's ability to find, uh, special, special metals. If we're going to a city inside of a mountain, perhaps, uh, letting Silver Rock out around there could be a good idea. That is a good idea. Yeah, I thought so. G's been looking for it forever. But he's kind of an idiot, so I don't think that he's ever going to find anything useful. Oh, well. He kind of, like, looks around to make sure he's not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure my elf ears can hear that. He comes back with a thing of, like, useless metal parts to have to carry. <laughs> he's like, my point exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that'd be cool. Um, I don't. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't I don't get this this whole planet. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Well, yeah. But if we're being honest, I'm sure that if they came to our planet, they'd think it's weird. You know? Yeah. That's very insightful of you. I mean, as far as I can tell, everything kind of just depends on like a mental link of sorts. So maybe just try to get to know Silver Rock and see if you guys, you know, 
get along well. I like Lucky over here because he makes it so that other people leave us alone. And then he, you know, are there like any like civilians in the area, or are they all? There are like, a couple of away? there are a couple of guards that are uh, standing uh, by the gate that you guys are at. Have they responded at all, like all of the other people do, and like backing out, like keeping like a you know ten foot distance or whatever? Uh, you notice that you when you pull out Luckier and walk up, they do side eye Luckier, and they do look a little bit uncomfortable, but they don't move. It's like because they have a job to do, they're going to do their job. Oh, good on them. <laughs> Definitely not as into it, though, as, as they were a moment ago and you weren't standing here. Um, you guys make, like, minimal small chat as you guys kind of wait. Takes a moment, but Bonsai comes back up, and just after Bonsai comes back up, you all see... Mr. G riding on, on the back of Gary, and then you basically see, like, this small minivan that Gary's carrying on his back, just full of metal pieces and shit. You all are reunited after a moment. So, when G comes back, he's gonna kind of, like, touch down near Nora, mm-hmm. and, uh, pull one of the pieces of, um, of metal, which, uh, he assumes is the same type of metal that we're gonna be using to repair the ship. Yeah. You assume. Yeah, and uh, he grabs a piece and goes over to Nora and says, uh, "Um, here, take this. I, this seems to be a different kind of material than than we're used to. Uh, back on uh, Mecha Luna, uh, it might be worthwhile checking it out and seeing, um, if if any sort of uh practices or applications are going to be different than what we're used to using." You take out a about a foot foot and a half piece of piece of this sheet metal um and you hand it to her and she looks at it she holds it in her hands and she kind of she sniffs it and then she knocks on it and she starts kind of like messing around to see how like pliable and flexible it is and you just see her slowly nodding thank you mr g i appreciate you getting these supplies i'll be heading over to high centralia city with you anyway so we'll be getting more metals and materials there Maybe you can accompany us to the shop if you have any time to spare before heading to the ship, and we could uh, take a look and see if maybe there's something else there that didn't get added to the list that might be useful. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, I've got some ideas too. I'd love to get your input on that before we leave, but we can talk about that later. Yeah, of course. As you two are talking, uh, Bonsai does walk up to you, and he hands his uh, he hands his hand out towards Nora, and she just goes, oh, yes, no, I heard that you're you're going to give him all of them. Here you go. Um, you see Nora pull one of those crystals out of her pocket, and she hands it back to Bonsai, and Bonsai puts it in the bag and hands it all to you. Oh, no, Nora, did you want to study one of these? I, I could use your, your input on them. Well, I mean, I was going to study them to see if, if, if there was anything that we could gain from them. Professor Bonsai, uh, Rex and I had a long conversation after you, uh, left earlier. Um, he did get, he did give me one of these so we could experiment on them. But yeah, no, I would, I would love to hang on to one and during my downtime, I'll take a look, see if there's any more information I can't get out of these things. No, please do. Yeah. And, and they hand one over and then kind of like addressing both of them, uh, G says, um, he looks at, the professor mostly when he's saying this, but I, I know that you don't know me, but I, I want to 
make sure that you know that I, I don't intend to harm anybody that, you know, doesn't need harming. Um, I, I don't want to destroy these souls. <laughs> uh, just thinking about how the past two days you've been like heavily under the influence of drugs. <laughs> You're like, oh, everything will be fine. <laughs> hey, hey, I have not harmed anyone that don't need no harm in. <laughs> Well, if you didn't get knocked unconscious, Boots may be alive now, so... I don't need that right now, okay? <laughs> it's still raw! <laughs> There's Night multiple raw. dimensions to why I am responsible for Boots dying. I understand that. <laughs> no, no one said anything yet, though. <laughs> why didn't you save me? I had so much wine for us to split, my friend. Why did you have to let me die? Mr. G shakes his head, assuming that this is just a side effect of the drugs wearing off. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I will not harm anyone. Oh, God. (laughs) Bonsai just looks at you. I understand that. My, My hesitation is always going to just be knowing that these souls could still find a new vessel. That was my hiccup to begin with. Someone close to me perished in this exact manner. So you could say I'm a, I'm a bit protective when I see something like this. But maybe, maybe the engineers, maybe the mages in Krona's canals can help you better than I could. All of the smartest technological minds and magical minds live in the region to the east where you all are heading. So maybe you can make some headway with these along the way. Hey, Professor Bonsai, I got yes. a question for you. Uh, yes. It seems that my friend over here really insists on carrying a lot of heavy, heavy things around. Uh, have you guys come up with something, uh, like some helpful way to carry this around, aside from using your friendly sacred beast like some kind of carrying thing slave? Well, I mean, we do use sacred beasts in various capacities similar to this. I thought maybe with, like, you know, the ball technology... Well, I was going to say, with a load this large, we do have carts, we do have um various man-made means to carry them, but we could also get a, a, a telekinetic to carry it for you as well. It's up uh, to you. Johnny, I've got, I yeah. have some plans um in the ah. works. This is only temporary for now, and I... Sometimes I forget that you're an engineer. Maybe you could engineer a cart. I mean, I, I have something in the works that's a little less rudimentary than a car. That's but, elementary. <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate your input, Johnny. As as I'm always. just trying to help, Mister G. If I, uh, are you trying to take all of this with you on the boat? If I may ask. Absolutely, it's 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 absolutely imperative to the uh, plans I have on the uh, on the travel across. Um, Across the ocean, we're going across an ocean, right? I, Correct. I am yep. going to be working on some things that uh, I think uh, you might be very interested in. Uh, when I return, I could show you. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't applied these ideas yet, so I'm not really sure how it's going to work out. But we'll, we'll see. I appreciate your vigor, just as I'm sure your team appreciates it, as far as making uh, improvements uh, and new inventions. One thing I will say 
you do have to travel inside of a building near the marina and then need to go out onto the boat. I don't know if one, Gary, or the box that you have will fit through it. Oh, I was thinking more of a... I mean, I, I can go around the building with Gary, right, and then land somewhere. I, I figured we'd figure that out with the uh, with the port. I mean, we are on a mission to save your planet, so I'm sure they can make an exception. I mean, it, it's just something to think about. Like, okay. Your carry-on size is too large. I've thought about it, but again, <laughs> their their business won't exist uh, if we don't succeed. So um, I, I believe that they can make an exception here. We'll, we'll see. Well, but I appreciate I appreciate your concern, Professor. Bonsai. Oh, speaking about exceptions, I got that tape that you asked me to get. Oh, you got me the tape. <laughs> you know, he pulls out the, he pulls out the roll of tape. Yes, <laughs> I can do so much with this. And he he, he is super happy about this tape. He sees it and he puts it in that little like that that um smaller cylindrical um container that's attached to the bottom part of the backpack where he keeps all his tools he puts it in there and he looks really happy and he says uh well thank you thank you very much i i oh man i, I could apply this in so many ways i oh, i if only i had some like this a mecha luna i could have uh, the stock at mr g's 50 percent off everything must go emporium it would be uh, thank you very much <laughs> you fucking have <laughs> you've got your goddamn tape <laughs> another thing Keep what you're doing amongst yourselves. I'm not sure how large this organization is. I'm not sure how far their reaches go. But the Cronus, the Cronus region just went through a great war. A couple of their cities were just wiped out, and tensions are high in those cities. Just something to keep in mind. And I'm guessing they don't know that the world is in peril, huh? So that argument might not hold much water exactly. with the people on the boat. Once again, as as I said, something to keep in mind. Oh, it's all good. We got Dennis. He's probably one of the greatest negotiators slash chess players I've ever seen. I'm sure we'll be able to find a way. War has destroyed many cities. So civilizations are rebuilding. You guys will be dropped off in the port town known as La Portabella. And from there, it is a small <laughs> journey to Krona's Canals, where you will find okay. Hemlock's lab. You named it after a mushroom. I love it. Yeah, did you like that? <laughs> yeah, how did how did no one else laugh at that? That's good. La Portabella. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. No, no laughter at all. <laughs> well, my, oh, first, my first thought was like, wait. Are there tacos here? <laughs> oh, dude, my first thought was, dude, I bet you people there are really fun guys. <laughs> I bet you they... Oh, gross. Uh... <laughs> Wait. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, you're going you to Titus laugh me on that one? Ha, 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 ha. This is the last time I'm going to see you all for some bit. We'll keep in constant communication, but I wish you the best of luck. We have an open communication system now, so if you guys have any questions or issues as you go, you need only to reach out to us. Once again, well, thank you. Thank you for embarking on this mission, and I wish you great and quick success. Thank you. 
Uh, can you keep an eye on Ellis? Boy seems a little bit upset for some reason. Yes. Oh, it wouldn't be Don't because worry. he murdered a, a eh, let's French not boy get cat, into that right it? now. <laughs> um, yes, no, we will, we will keep an eye on his mental state. Do not worry. It's good. We wouldn't want him doing anything, uh, drastic. Like murdering another cat. <laughs> <laughs> Strong indicator of, uh, sociopathy. Yeah, he's probably I mean, like, he's already I hate done it, it twice. literally twice the reason he's upset is because of how much he enjoyed it (laughs) why did it feel so good (laughs) and silver just turns around and he looks at bonsai and bonsai just kind of like looks down with a with a smile and you can see some like tears kind of welling in his eyes a little bit at this moment and he reaches uh he like bends down goes down onto one knee and he hugs silver and he after releasing, he holds him and grasps him on both shoulders, and he just looks and he goes, Silver, be very careful. The Cronus region has many, many tough trainers, tougher than you've faced here. I'm sure that you and your beasts will be able to overcome anything that your mind sees to, but be very careful. Oh, don't worry, Professor. Yeah, I... I'm sure we'll be fine. Plus, I got these guys. I don't think anything's gonna go wrong here. <laughs> uh, he kind of like slaps Bonsai on uh, on the shoulder as he says it. When Silver says that, G looks a little nervous because things have not been going well with us, and we've lost more combat encounters than we've won. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you have. I Dennis mean, and <laughs> Dennis and Johnny, a hundred percent. Riding a hunter, hunter. Nope, nope. You guys lost the uh, lost the battle when we tried to save Rose. So, <laughs> I mean, they ran away. That still counts as a loss. Yeah, I would say not killing the things we tried to kill, and then them escaping with a prisoner is a loss. But that's just me. We did we did negotiate with bees though, so that's that's a win. It is. That, that's kind of fun. <laughs> hey man, they ran away. It still counts as a win. You guys head out and you start walking towards High Centralia City. Or flying in the case of Mr. G, I assume? Oh yeah, definitely flying. Or actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retcon that. I'm gonna say because of the extra load that he's carrying and my connection with him and telling that he doesn't really love all the extra weight, I'm just gonna walk with the group and just have him kind of follow us. Okay, totally fine. If that helps at all. It I definitely like seems to help at least a bit. Yeah, it it reduces the yeah. the load by like 170 pounds plus my backpack Share weight, the so load. a lot. <laughs> like a very very large amount of weight for a a skinny elf boy. Yeah. Yeah, well with the backpack and all. Yeah, it's exactly. Large. Yeah. <laughs> you exit out the gate and you are hit just with some some more stunning scenery. So this route curves around to the left and goes back up a hill. So it's basically this long arc, but it also has a valley in the arc. So it goes down and then back up. As you walk down, you see a beach that connects both cities. And then up on the right, where the hill kind of plateaus, there is some grass. There's a small lake and a waterfall. You see the mountain kind of hitting uh, all of your vision as this large silver backdrop. 
as you guys are kind of start walking into the route. After a moment of going down the hill, you see off in the distance, you see High Centralia City up on top of the hill. Super big, built into the mountain. It's going to take you guys a bit to walk there. You'd say probably uh, somewhere around an hour. Uh, well, you're not stopped. So while we're walking, uh, G is going to pull a classic move, and he's going to pull out one of those capture spheres. Okay. But he had some sort of some sort of inspiration in his uh, sedated and uh, injured stupor. Um, I now have the ability called Reverse Engineer. And so as soon as I, like, touch an object, I know exactly how it works. Yeah. So, I mean, once again, everything kind of works uh, the way that you expected. The interesting part, so as you kind of look at all the bits and pieces in your head, basically you and Brahma start kind of picking the pieces apart mentally, and it sort of almost, like, breaks down uh, in your head in front of you. So what's the, do I get any new information? Yeah. Um, so basically you, uh, you see that there, uh, there are some pieces kind of in the top layer underneath the main housing, uh, that register fingerprints. So every time you capture a beast and your fingerprint is on it, it registers the beast to your fingerprint. That's how it creates its mental link. So each time it recognizes that fingerprint, that's why you get that mental link connection. And how about the whole storing, storing a physicality in a very small ball? Yes, yeah, so there are actually a couple of, there are actually like a couple sets of, of mirrors that more or less actually kind of break the sacred beast, uh, down. As soon as, uh, as soon as the energy is released through those mirrors, it messes with the size of them and it breaks them down to their natural elemental state. So they're, they're in a, they're in a state of stasis when they're in the balls is more or less how it works. But they do physically exist when they're outside of the balls. Correct. Um, it says here I have to do an intellect check to remember what I've learned. Are you going to have me do that? or? Mm-hmm. You, well, I mean, I assumed that I would have you do an intellect check when it comes up. Not now. If that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. The way, the way it's written, it says, it says when you touch it, you should do an intellect check to remember it. But... Oh, no, that's fine. You can do it now. Then we oh, won't have to I, roll I a, every time. I got a six. Six out of seven, right? The- or Six eight? out of eight, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to add that to the list of things I've learned. Cool. Uh, hey, Graham. Yeah. Uh, has Dennis ever played chess? Uh, hmm. Is it a game that exists? I mean, yeah, like you originally? would, you would understand chess. You would but understand probably the game. then. I would oh, think. Oh, fuck. Probably. I meant tic tac toe, but I, <laughs> well. It's fucking ruined now, You've been Jerry. calling it chess this entire time. That's why I was like, what are you talking about with chess in the beginning? <laughs> like, with your introduction. <laughs> Sorry. Those are very different games, Jared. One of them's, like, complex and for adults, and the other one is for children. <laughs> I misspoke, and I think ruined your thing. Apologies. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, if anyone ruined the joke, you ruined your own joke, because I committed it started chess at the very beginning last session, I think. We did mention chess at least once when the joke started happening. And then I th- I think initially I pitched chess, and then I wanted to have, like, a bunch of them, so tic-tac-toe made more sense. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, regardless, um, you guys now are walking towards High Centralia City. Uh, Graham, did you miss my description of the environment you're in? In the distance, you all see on the top of the second hill, uh, like on the opposite end, a very tall city. And all of you, now that you're closer to the bottom of the hill at this point, you all can see uh, a big clock tower behind the walls of the city you're going to. Silver looks up and he cheers. Oh, nice. That's the gym. The clock tower? Yeah. Like the top of it? Um, well, I don't know if it's at the top of it. I... I'm nowhere near strong enough to go in there. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'd love to, I'd love to go in there one day though and 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 battle. Oh man, it's so Is cool. Is this not the next gym in the cycle, Silver? Uh no, um this is the strongest gym in the region. This oh, is the this okay. is our capital city. We skipped a lot of steps then. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, but as far as, like, progression of gyms, I mean, we skipped a lot of steps, it seems like. Oh, well, I wasn't planning on challenging this gym regardless at this point. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> if we wanted to just do the whole gym circuit of the Eternus region, we would have gone the opposite way. We would have gone through the mountains. And then okay, come back around. Sense. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Uh Do you guys do anything uh out of the ordinary, or are you guys all just heading pretty much straight to the city? Just uh, uh, making small sound kind of cool. Okay. Cool. I want to see that. Cool. So if you guys head off to the towards the waterfall to go check that out, I need everybody to make me luck checks. Can do. Fail. Fail? Uh very, very bad fail. Okay. Uh um, Mr. G passed with is that a blackjack or is that a pass? One second. Mr. G passed it with a three out of four. Three out of four? Okay, cool. So Mike, roll me two D twelve then. I have an 11 and a 9, which is a 20, if you add them together. 11 and a 9, so 20. Aw, he's so cute. All of you guys start walking towards that waterfall, and you see a small, uh, like, grouping of sand and dirt move towards you, and after a moment, you see three tower-like um, appendages kind of jump out of this pile of sand um, and it jumps up and it kind of stares at you. <laughs> He's so Wait, stares at me. Like, are there, like, things sticking out of the ground that, like, have eyeballs or... Um, so, after a moment, it fully forms. It looks like a sand castle and you actually see, like, a small spinning shovel uh, in it. It doesn't necessarily have eyes, but it definitely looks at you with sentience. Uh, Mr. G is very weirded out by this. Um, and he's not entirely sure how to approach a sentient sandcastle. Uh, I don't know. Can I, can I, like, roll something to figure out more about it? Like, I, I'm, I'm very unsure about how to approach this thing. Uh, you could try and roll an intelligence to kind of observe this thing and figure out what you can figure out. It's kind of, it's kind of just standing there. It hasn't, it hasn't really attacked you, but it's certainly there. Oh yeah, which is why I'm taking this this opportunity to observe it. Yeah. Oh, well, I failed. It's eleven out of eight because I can't roll. Um, <laughs> I can't roll an eight or lower. Apparently. Let's put it this way: you've never seen a sandcastle move like this. You're not <laughs> convinced you want to see it do it again. Now, where is everyone else in relation to me? The main party is kind of walking about. You see Silver uh, go splashing about in the water. Um, 
you see Rex kind of looking around with uh, Boombers to observe the area. People are just kind of like walking and moseying. Um, but Johnny and Johnny and Dennis are very close to you. I'd say within five ten feet. Uh, hey guys, you should uh should probably check this thing out. It's kind of kind of weird. You turn around and you guys see a four foot tall sandcastle that's standing there and sentient and kind of wiggling about. Hmm, that's weird. Uh, is uh is Silver close enough to shout to? If not, just standing right next to us. Uh, no, he's he's all the way down at the beach. He's all the way down at the water. Okay, he went way ahead. Then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it looking at Mr. G? It's looking at Mr. G. Yep. Oh, okay, I'll just wait then. Hey, uh, this. <laughs> Mr. G, I'm fairly certain that that is a sacred beast that is uh, probably trying to challenge you. I mean, it, it's a, it's sand. I, I'm, I'm having. By the way, I rolled an intelligence check, and I'm just kind of guessing that that's the case. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, you could have Gary uh, put down, put down, uh, you know, that that metal you got. And perhaps you could even catch it using some of those capture spheres, provided that you want this uh, sandcastle-looking thing. I mean, yeah, I could probably sell it or something. Um, and then he like kind of ushers Gary toward him, and then uh, has him like lie down, and then presses the button on the on the thing, and the box just kind of falls off of him. And then uh, he looks at Gary and uh, tells him to go attack it. Okay. What uh? What do you have Gary attack it with? Uh, I mean, he has a water-based ability, but that relies on magic, so that thing sucks because his magic is a two. So <laughs> I mean, you also don't think that this thing's particularly fast. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to be moving very quick. Gary's just going to bite him. Okay, have Gary bite him. Do I add my strength to this roll? Let's take a bite yes. out of sand. Ooh, that's not bad at all. Ooh, whoa! All right. So, yeah, I got get? a 46. <laughs> I did not get a 46. Yeah, I got two explosions and a solid roll on the first one, regardless of the explosion. So, yeah, Gary swoops in and takes a bite. I, I kind of, like, telepathically, I'm like, I'm sorry, that you have to bite this sand and, and it, it just bites the yeah, sand. Yeah, so Gary Gary goes and and he bites the sand. Um and you see like after a moment Does it take a chunk out or something? Yeah, or so like Gary, Gary comes down and he bites into the tower of the sand and the sand just falls in like Gary takes some of the sand off and you see some of the sand kind of fly away and it starts to just fall out of Gary's mouth and the sand starts to slowly drift back uh, and fall to the ground um, but it all basically falls out of his mouth because Gary does not swallow the sand but it's very much just like sand when he bites into it and G's gonna follow the yeah, form follows and then starts to rebuild itself after a moment with the remaining sand of the body so go for G- it G's gonna follow up with a with a laser blast out of the uh, skeleton key the, okay uh, the rifle version, not the shotgun version. Because I'm... How far away am I? I mean, this thing came up to you. It didn't really get moved when Gary bit it, so I'd say, like, you're pretty point-blank range, actually. Oh, well, if I'm point-blank range, I want to use the shotgun version. I thought it was, like, a decent distance. No, it it came right up to you, which is how you noticed it at first. I feel kind of bad now. So unless you (laughs) moved it, it's right there. 
so yeah, roll it. Alright. So that's a 28. Oh yeah, it's gonna hit. Blast him with a shotgun blast as the uh, skeleton key lets out a an unregulated blast of red energy. Yeah, so after that red blast goes out and hits this thing and you see the sand kind of pop up like uh, like a golfer just took a digger in a sand trap and it starts to get everywhere. And you see this thing kind of like start to move back away from you slowly. Uh, as it goes over the sand where it was at, it starts to re-pick up the sand of its body and reform itself. Oof. You see um, that it ducks its form down into the grass and Gary's kind of coming down and swooping back around to you at this point. Um, and Gary's just close enough to it where it pops back up out of the tall grass and it socks it with one of the towers. The tower extends out with that sand forming almost kind of like a fist. And it tries to hit Gary. So please roll either a block or a dodge for Gary. Yeah, I can choose to block, right? Yeah, you can choose to block. So I'll be blocking for sure. Oh, fuck. Oh, did you roll well? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I rolled got a really flush. well. Holy crap. Okay, well, I don't know if you're going to be able to beat this, because I just got three explosions. <laughs> Guys, I'm rolling well tonight. I'm rolling well! <laughs> uh, are you going to need numbers for this? Because I have three explosions plus numbers. Yes, I would like numbers. Oh, okay. That's scary. Oh, and I have armor. I'm going to add armor this time, because I keep forgetting to add that. And am I adding my stat to this as well, or only the armor? No, just the armor. That's 57. Yeah, no, that that's still going to block. Yeah, so you see this, like, tower-like fist coming out of the tall grass to come and sock Gary. And Gary just, like, flips his tail around, and he blocks the tower... And they're standing there interlocked for just a moment. And then Gary just swipes his tail a little bit and kind of fans the sand away. And it shrinks back down. And he successfully blocks that attack. He's going to immediately go in for another bite. Okay. <laughs> I find it hard to believe you're not going to hit. Oh, I mean, I rolled really poorly, so we'll Let's see. failure commence. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> So that's a 17. Oh, that's that was much closer than I was expecting, even with your poor roll. <laughs> yeah, no, you still hit. You managed to hit nice. a stationary yes. sandcastle. So then he swoops down and gets another gets another chunk of the sandcastle out of him. Um, that's three wounds total. How's he, how's he looking so far? I mean, you've never seen injured sand before, so this is a first. Can I use my brain to figure out if the sand is more injured than it was originally. <laughs> you use your big person brain. And yeah, this thing definitely looks a little bit hurt. It's like it's it built doesn't like seem a to be moving around like it's made that of hurt. sand. Oof. <laughs> Am I close enough to this thing that it could get a swipe at me? What if I ran away from it or No, no, it moved a little bit away from you at this point. So if you tried to back up and then take a long rifle shot, you'd be fine. Yeah, so G's gonna, after, after seeing this thing try to like skewer, um, Gary, he's gonna run away as far as he can, uh, and then turn around and take another shot. As far as he can within, you know, not using an extra action. Roll it. But he's using the rifle mode this time. Yep. Oh, not horrible, but no explosions. Uh, oh, I'm adding my intellect attacks too, right? I keep forgetting that. Yeah. 34. Yeah, it's gonna hit. 
boom, blasts him. Shoots the sand. You turn around and you shoot a beam kind of right through the open, what looks like in the sand castle itself as an entryway, but you assume because this is a living creature, also its mouth, you manage to shoot a beam kind of through that. A wound of energy blast. Cool. If that makes any difference. <laughs> the hound part of that doesn't really make up or provide you with an extra wound, but I do appreciate it. If that helps. <laughs> this thing's still up. How are you doing on actions, by the way? Gary's out. I have one action left. One action left because you shot twice, right? Yes. Cool. So yeah, it's just you, man. Oh, I didn't realize this thing only had two actions. It um, has one action. Ooh, brutal. Um, after shooting him and seeing that it's not going to react immediately, I'm going to shoot him again with the gun piece. Ooh, that's not going to be as good, though. <laughs> uh, that's 19. 19 to hit. It's close, but you still hit. Ooh, and I hit him again. Oh, yeah, you do it. This thing is still up. But is he, is he looking a little more haggard? Is he huffing and puffing yet? I wouldn't say he's huffing and puffing. I wouldn't I wouldn't say huffing and puffing is exactly the way to go here, but like you'd assume that this thing is in the yellow. Hmm. Alright. Well that's a new round then. Yep, top of the round. So he's gonna turn to you and you see these glowing green orb energy and he shoots out those orbs. So I need oh, you God. to dodge this. The Matrix style. Hey, I could block if I choose to. <laughs> okay, I'm just telling you that that's God, not the play. This. It, it, I mean, it just wouldn't be smart to do that. It wouldn't be smart to do it. <laughs> oh man, I have such shit armor right now. Um. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, 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 ba. Wow, once again, that's two attack rolls in a row that I was one die away from a straight. Ooh. I mean, can Sacred Beast Friendship Beam? Because that's terrifying. <laughs> They potentially could. All depends on the luck. Is my total. 38? Yeah, 38. 10 plus 10 plus 9 plus 9. Yeah, no, that's gonna be a hit. Ooh, of course. These two orbs fly out and they hit you. Um, and you feel them begin to drain your strength. And they touch you for just a moment as you take two wounds. Uh, one from each of these orbs. And then they bounce back and they hit the little sand castle over here and he looks a little bit better as far as wounds go. Do I take that to strength specifically or? No. You can take it to strength and use one of your block actions for it if you want. But you don't have to. But it does deal physical to you. Yeah, now I'm going to take those two wounds. Oof. Mr. G's not happy about that one. Oh, not again. <laughs> um, oh, it's physical though, so I get one reduction, right? Correct. Sick. I also didn't use that last time. So, that's I one mean, of the reasons I mean, unfortunately, it out. does not stack. Yeah, but what if it did? Okay, it doesn't. Yeah, but what if it did? Okay, once again, I valid point. <laughs> but no. what if it didn't? Ah, uh, there you go. Now we're asking the hard-hitting <laughs> questions here, guys. But what if instead of it didn't, it did? Okay, I'm, I'm Dude, all but what, here. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying I'm to grind away too. on this. So I see that you're it. trying to grind me down here, Graham. man. <laughs> These beans are almost a pulse. Graham, but what if it, but what if right. it did? 
not. Yeah. <sighs> I don't even know what this is in context to. Like, I don't know what would stack. Oh, we're just grinding. Oh, I thought you were asking about why I keep going. I wasn't even. Never mind. I wasn't even asking if things would stack. Like, I was just saying that, like, when Boots died, I didn't use my fucking DR, so yeah, I, I didn't need to take all those. We, we commented on it. The beginning of the next session, I did the math, and I was like, "There, there's no way he got down from that one hit. Like, there's no way in my head that happened. No, uh, well, the thing is, I wanted to take it to strength instead of agility, because I only had one way to... I only had one swap out for the damage, and yeah. then I realized I wasn't using DR. I should have used DR, it would have been fine. The DR for the wound to my foot should have just been... like. Yeah, my, the wound to my foot should have just been negated because of the DR. So I wasn't using DR because I haven't. So you no actually you didn't experience. block two of your wounds total because of the no the I, foot I, wound I, and the the attack. I fucked up. Yeah, I fucked up on multiple mechanical yeah. levels, and now um, Boots is dead. And I also pushed for uh, Boots is dead. <laughs> and it's my fault. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Mr. G is the new. Villain. I will say this also going forward. We, when we were doing damage stuff and messing around with it last session as well, if you only have one block, you can still take that to multiple stats. It's just you can only do that one time. So, like, if you wanted to take that wound to strength and agility or a, a, a vitality and strength, you could have. Or oh, okay, so we're allowing we're allowing people to, to split them up. That makes a yep. lot of sense. Yep. Um, I also, I did add, I did get up to D-rank vitality, too. That's the thing. I had two of them, not one. So I just fucked mm-hmm. up a lot. Yeah. But it's in the past, and a cat is dead, and um, G gets hit, and he starts to see red a little bit, the uh, size of his vision. Yeah, that, that buzzing begins to go in your head. As yeah, you and... And he tells Gary to attack uh, with a bite, but he's gonna try to combo it with a with a shot at a okay. lower point too. So it's gonna be it's two gonna try and block Gary this time around. As you shout out, Gary, hit him again. Hey, don't don't roleplay. <laughs> Why? Why does everyone have to use the G voice? It's a very difficult voice. No one Is understands it? the nuances. Ellis was framed. <laughs> I mean, Danger did a really good job with it last week, though. I did. Thank you. It's very nuanced, guys. Okay, yeah, it's a very nuanced voice. You guys just don't understand. You don't understand the G voice, okay? <laughs> Mister G, aka the True. So G. G rolls a 25 for his attack. Gary rolls... And Gary rolls a 22. Or no, 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 that's not a 22. That's a, uh... Yeah, it's 22. Gary's, uh... Gary's bite is blocked by both of those, uh... Those appendages, those two tower appendages that come out and act like arms. You see the, like breaks in the top of the castle wall kind of catch between uh, and socket themselves between Gary's jaw and he holds it there and blocks Gary. He's unable to really see you at this point because he's super engaged with uh, with G Money over here um, and you manage to shoot it one more time. I mean we're both G Money. Well I mean yeah. TBH. <laughs> T- 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 you guys are RG, RG unit. 
So the G unit. Uh, <laughs> you shoot uh, into one of the arms, and the uh, kind of the top of the appendage just turns into sand and falls to the ground, and then reforms. And you see the tower begin to reform and turn back into itself. But it definitely turned, uh, definitely took some damage on that one. Right on. Um, once again, this thing is not looking great. So if you're trying to capture it, you say you. Yeah, got I, was, a good I was just shot. giving you an opportunity to move if you wanted, but um, I already attacked. So. Oh yeah, that's right. You hit me with orbs. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it should still be in the same kind of zone, right? Or is it looking pretty pretty rough? It's, look, it's looking a lot worse this time around. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna throw one of those uh one of those fancy capture spheres at it. Okay, cool. So roll me. Uh, roll me three dice and add your agility stat to it. Oof. Does that count for, uh, explosions or no? Yeah, explosions count. Oh, yeah, they do. Oof. That's a 42, my friend. Oh, yeah, dude. You hit it, and you see that red beam of energy come out of the capture sphere as it opens up. It coats the entire outside of the, uh, of the beast itself. And it's absorbed and sucked inside. The ball closes dinks off the ground and bounces there and sits for a moment and begins to shake. And after three of those bounces, it is successfully caught. I like the sound effects there. Yeah, did you did you like the the, the yeah, me dude, rolling I, to I actually have it genius. stay? Thanks. Appreciate it. No, I, I also really enjoyed the audio effect there. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> but you catch it. Woo! Do you go over and, and pick it up? Yeah, G, G, uh, takes a deep breath, um, holds aside a little bit from getting sucked on by them orbs and then, uh, walks over. I'm assuming Gary's just kind of like floating around it, around his, uh, his yeah. prey. Yeah, Gary's yeah, just I, kind of I beckon him down and I give him a pat before I pick up the ball. Oh yeah, Gary's pretty backpack. stoked. Gary's, Gary also likes buddies, you know? Yeah, no, I, I like Gary. I'm not sure how I feel with this sandcastle, but I, but G likes Gary. Hey, Mr. G. Uh, yeah, what's up? What's up, Johnny? Congratulations. Great job. That was a, that was an exceptional battle. Right, Dennis? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Good job. What do you, what are you yeah, going to call that thing? Thanks. I got, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a sandcastle. So. Like Sandy or something? What, do, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll let it. A little linger, a little ferment, ferment, a little bit. <laughs> I wonder if you can fly that thing. As you pick up the ball, that like robotic voice in your head kind of like chimes in when you touch the capture sphere, and you just hear, "Sacred beast registered, the earthen Bastille." Hmm. Sounds like it might be a a defensive type. What did you? What the was it? The earthen Bastille. Like ah. a like a French fort or like a French Storm prison. Storm the Bastille. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't the Pokedex entry in the game say that they like eat children or something? <laughs> now the people must possessed people up. controlled by this Pokemon transformed its sand mound into a castle. As it evolved, its power to curse grew even stronger. Something like that. Some of them have. Oh, dude! I mean, there are four here, and each one of them progressively gets more fucked up. Isn't Cofagrigus like the trapped souls of dead kids? Or uh, something? Isn't that Bennett? I, I think that's the one that's like a tombstone. Spiritomb. 
That might be Spiritomb. Well, Spiritomb has 1,080 souls that comprise it. Hypno kidnaps so children. Hypno does there. capture children. Drifloon captures children as well. Uh, Drifloon actually will hold on to a child's hand, and it will just bring it up into the sky, and they will never see that child again. That's some Stephen King that's shit like, right there. That's exactly. I was going to say that's some Pennywise shit. The other one that's uh, along the lines of what what you were looking for here. Each of its grains of sand has its own will. Palo Sand eats small Pokemon and siphons away their vital essence while they're still alive. <laughs> I don't think I like that. But that's not our that's not our friendly sandcastle, though, is it? It is your sandcastle. That's the Palo oh, Sand. Oh God! <laughs> it's fucking adorable, but it's terrifying. Mike, it is a ghost ground type. Just giving you a heads up. Ghost ground. Yep. That's a weird combo. I had one of those on my team. In Moon. I fucking love Palo Sand, guys. I'm, I fucking love him. What, <laughs> what a good boy. Fucking just eating people. As much as I appreciate your praise, uh, I think we have a, a boat to catch. Yeah, at this point. Uh, I, I mean, didn't we come here to look over at the waterfall? It would be a shame to come all this way and not, you know. That's why I went over here. I don't know if, why everyone else. At did. this point, you guys, you guys have already gone up and you have observed the waterfall. You see beasts that are swimming around in the pond. You see some that are actually able to ride up the waterfall itself. Um, but you all keep your distance. You don't get into a fight. And then you get successfully distracted by Mr. G getting into a battle. How tight is it? The battle or the waterfall? The waterfall. Yes. It's very tight. It's very tight. How tall is it? I was super disappointed in you, Jared, when I asked how thick Gary was and you didn't make a thick joke. I was super bummed. I I did in my mind. I just didn't say it out loud. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Gary's way too thick. There's no way he could possibly. <laughs> He's thicker than he is long. He's a chode. He's Gary chode. <laughs> so uh, as much as I, um, this waterfall is a lot nicer without a, you know, homicidal sand. Uh, but I think, think we should head out, guys. What do you, what do you think? Silver? That's probably a good idea. Silver's standing, like, now back in the road. Like, he's not distracted by being next to the beach at the moment. Congratulations on, until you have a name for the thing, I'm just gonna call it Sandwich. Congratulations <laughs> on Sandwich. <laughs> we should go back. Congratulations <laughs> on the Sandwich. <laughs> we should go back, though. You reconvene with your party at this point, I assume. Uh, yeah, that yes. was a that was a marvelous picnic, but I uh, suppose we should be on our way. Great, a marvelous idea. So you guys, you guys head into town. You all, uh, you go in. You see the walls are made out of that same black stone uh, that New Centralia City is made out of. So that remains similar between the two cities. Uh, the streets here are made out of like silvery and gray rock like cobblestones that's almost carved into the mountain all of the all of the buildings along the backside and the backside of the the wall of town um they are all built into the mountainside itself you see this large military like style castle with barracks around it in the center of town when you first walk in and then you see the tall clock tower sticking out of it there are what looks to be a couple of shops that are built into the side of the mountain itself and it looks like there's a big area where you all see like 
a bunch of carts that have raw material in them. Uh, and then there's a shop store that has uh, its sign is just a big piece of coal hanging off the front of it. There's a bunch of smokestacks here, smoke billowing out of the side of town. You guys look to your left, you see a large stadium, and you hear like a bunch of roaring and cheering coming from there. And then you just see nothing but open ocean. The the town, when you look to your left, almost looks like it just ends. And then after a moment, you see a lift come up, and you see people exit off of the lift and start to walk. It seems like the town descends down into different levels when you make your way to the left. Like vertically? Vertically, yeah. Oh, okay, that kind of lift. That's sick. So, like, it's a high elevation and it slowly goes down. This is like a shoreline. Yeah, shore exactly. Line type city. Which, I mean, makes That's sense because you guys are on the top of a hill. So, the fact that there's a marina here is a little bit weird to you. That's how you would presumably so get like, to the marina. Starting on the top, that must be, like, a crazy view. Oh, yeah, dude. Looking looking straight out. I am an expert on slowly going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude uh jared view is stellar super clear day little bit of cloud cover it's like very very like cool temperate it's pretty nice man honestly like it's tempting for you to just run off of that and just fly straight (laughs) because it's very appealing. It's just like straight up open skies. You've got a good elevation already. It's like, it's, it's very enticing for a bird boy, just like you, you guys all walk in. Rex just looks over, uh, everyone. You have a half hour to get down to the ship. You can use the time. Is he already there? Or is he just telling us that? Yeah. Rex is here. Okay. I was going to say, I thought he was. You have a half hour to get to the ship. If you want to stop off, explore the town, or get some supplies before you head out, good call. I'll meet you all at the docks to send you off before you leave. I'm going to the mines to receive our order that Professor Bonsai so graciously placed for us. Is it just one ship, or are there multiple? Yeah, like, looking, looking over, like, standing on the horizon, do I see a bunch of ships? You just see a bunch of ships. The biggest one that looks like uh, you might be going on, um, you see uh, one that is uh, built on top of the back of a giant, like, turquoise whale. So it's just the biggest one on top it's of the It's the biggest hey, one. Hey, Rex, just a quick question. Uh, are we riding the big one? Is that the boat? I'd assume you're riding the big one. It is a cruise liner, as far as I was told. It's going to have that a lot of passengers on it. on riding big ones. There it is. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. All right. So it should be easy and none of us will get lost. Just find the biggest boat. So the ship in length is probably like three and a half times the size of Gary. If Gary were to just lay out lengthwise. That's not particularly big, <laughs> to be honest. No, I know. Weird. Yeah, so I'll, G would just go with the crew over to the mines then. Definitely be intrigued about what kind of materials are available. So do we all accompany, or was that a No, you guys invitation? can do what you want to do, is what I'm saying. I mean, I I did say that Kenny would be 
a good person to bring along for this. So I think that Johnny would probably also go. All right, so the three of you go. Dennis, what do you do? Uh, I, I think um, I'm going to join cool. for that. All you guys make a sense check for me. Uh, okay. I suppose I can do a sense check. Uh, Johnny passed okay. with a one. I managed to roll two eights. Even though I upgraded my senses to a four, I still managed to fail. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I also cool. failed. Um, yeah, no, you guys just walk over and you head towards the, uh, you head. Johnny passed. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. You passed. Um, so as you guys are walking, you see, like, all of your group is together. You see Rebecca start splitting off from you and she turns around and you're the only one who pays attention when she splits off and she just looks and she goes, Oh, oh, Johnny, Johnny, um, just let everybody know I'm gonna go just explore town a little bit. I'll catch up with you guys before you head out. And that's Rebecca, correct? Yep, the short, uh, chubby Asara girl with four arms. Yep. Rebecca's the child molester, right? Uh, yeah, that, yes. As, <laughs> as not? you're gonna keep calling her, yes. <laughs> Can we not? I can't change the way that you guys remember the NPCs and how you do uh, it. Don't rope me in with these fucking hooligans. Hey guys. <laughs> Guys, I, I noticed that none of you noticed this, uh, but Rebecca went off to explore town. So before I forget to remind you. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. I'll make sure to, to find her before we head back to town. I'm sure it'll be fine. I just figured later on when someone says, Hey, where'd Rebecca go? And I'm distracted with pretty rocks. Who knows if I'll remember <laughs> as he takes a swig of bur- birdbin. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's just, like, what staring at you as you say that, and then you just immediately take a swig of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, G- G's eyeing him a little, uh, giving him some darts at this point. <laughs> what the fuck do you guys want from me? My friend just died. Fuck off. You trying to throw, trying to throw shade, motherfucker? Um, yeah, so you guys... You guys all head in, and there's this large shop on the side of the mines, the one with the, like, coal fixture, um, outside of the door. You walk in, the walls had aligned with different material in raw form, and both shown in, like, samples of sheet form, and people are just able to kind of look about and, like, pick stuff out, test the material out, you can take samples of it down and fuck around with it. That being said, you see Rex and Nora walk right up to the counter. They have a form, and they hand the order form in uh, to the attendant. The uh, the orcish attendant looks down at it. He squints at the uh, he squints at the paper, scratches his head for a moment, and he just go, "Give Morak moment. Morak be back with order for you." And he sets the uh, he sets the order form down on the uh, on the register, and he walks back. And after like. 15 seconds you see morok the uh the orc come back and he grabs the order form off the desk one more moment and he heads back again after about like uh, i'd say like a minute minute and a half morok uh comes back order is coming up from warehouse now will be just another moment can morok get you anything else besides order today I don't suppose you sell any liquor here, do you? Liquor? God damn it. Hey, Kenny, uh, do you think you can manage this here with Silver Rock? I mean, yeah, Johnny, we got it. Let me, let me take a look. Uh, Johnny, 
Johnny realized he's about to get on a cruise ship and he's running awfully low on Birdbin. Um, so he is Uh-oh. going to fly off into the town in search of a liquor store. Uh, before Johnny leaves, G's gonna, um, pull him aside real quick and just say, uh, hey, uh, Johnny, if you could keep an eye on Rebecca. I think you have a serious problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you see Rebecca, uh, keep an eye on her. She, I don't know. She seems, I, I, I just think it's worth, uh, she's split off from the group a couple times without letting anyone know. It's worth looking into. I mean, Mr. G, if you think that uh, a shopping detective such as myself would miss something like that, <laughs> but just because you asked, I suppose I, if I see it, I will keep an eye or two on her. But yes, I, I definitely will need to get, uh, more, more bird bin if I'm going to be able to make it on this really long boat ride. Uh, well, I mean, I have the utmost faith in your skills, Johnny. Ability to find a liquor store? Me Definitely. too. <laughs> Detective sense. <laughs> With that, he's just kind of, kind of, gonna kind of fly off and let this kind of play out until. Uh, so after a moment, you see Kenny, uh, pull out Silver Rock, that small little metallic creature that floats and kind of jitters mechanically starts to float around him. They start to explore the raw ore side of the store. Um, and you see after a moment that they like, they fixate on one and you see Kenny bring it over to the counter as everyone else is checking out and they add a couple of that, those to the order. What do you two do who are still here? Well, I'm definitely like looking around. Do I see any materials that look especially exotic or interesting? Maybe like can, um, have conductive abilities that seem outside of, uh, the norm or something that might be incredible in any sense. You definitely find a bunch of interesting stuff here. Um, all of the different ores have, uh, have different kind of materials to them. There are definitely some that are more in tuned with different elements. You see the one that Kenny himself, uh, found to be rainbow colored. Um, so he brought that over. Um, there's this gray dark stone that you find that feels like when you hold it it feels light but it has like it has a better resistance than steel as far as like what you can tell just by like looking at this material and that's not the the metal i already own right nope correct. that's different um sorry what, what was the what was the orc's name mogroth more is he gone a morak yeah no he's standing there more his name's morak morak yeah. Not less rock. Nope. <laughs> not less rock, not silver rock, more rock. Hey, uh, a more rock. What, what is this material here? Do you have any details on it? This here, this here black mithril found deep parts of mine. Very expensive, very light, very durable. Hmm. How, how expensive? Uh, for two pieces. To turn into metal plating cost what you already spend in order. Uh, how, how much did we spend in this order? I would ask. Uh, you'd say that as far as what you guys are paying right now, you're paying about 2,500, uh, for the order that you're getting. So for two pieces of this stone. 2,500 credits? It's 1,250 credits per 
stone. Per stone. Per stone. Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks, Morak. Uh, I think, um, I might, might be back in the future. I, even if I got an advance on my, on my payments. Okay. You be careful. Put that back. If you can't pay, Morak don't want you break. You, you said it was super tough. How, how would I break it? This only sample so people don't steal. You think Morak's stupid? I mean. Yes. Who said that? No, Morak. You seem quite, you seem quite knowledgeable. You see, like, Morak's own attention after he, he says, you think I'm stupid? You see his own attention waver from his, uh, from his own sentence there after a moment. Um, yeah, these, these ones here, sample ones. They not, don't take that one. Trust me. Um, but yeah, I... come back, see Morak anytime. We always mining. We always getting Morak. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I will put this back and I will leave you to getting more rock, more rock. He, no- he nods at you and he's like, for knife ear, you get it. Hey, that's his work. It's you too late. He did. <laughs> I feel like this area is kind of wrapping up the, the stone shop here. Um, you guys basically check out. Sure seems it. And from there, it takes a moment, but the sheets are brought out to you, and Rex just kind of looks at Morak, and he goes, um, Morak, is there any way we could get assistance transporting this back to, uh, to New Centralia City? And you just hear Morak go, yep, yep, Morak got arrangements from Professor. Morak has transportation at Gate, and we can help you get it to Gate. Uh, you see him, like get a little trolley and he puts kind of all the ore and all the sheets of metal um into it and one of those beasts the really big burly ones with the rips in their skin from their muscles being so uh so heavy uh one of those comes out and he pushes it out the front door and with that you guys kind of turn and walk back out johnny yeah make me a sense check sense checking it right now uh, I increased my stat and will not get a... Oh, shit. Oh, cool. Blackjack. I'm not detective sensing, yeah. so blackjack. I figured you weren't, because you didn't specify. Okay, well, you keep wandering around. You find her looking... Uh, excuse me, is there a liquor store? <laughs> Please, someone? Oh, I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm role-playing how I would... Uh, excuse me, fine gentlemen. Uh, is there a liquor store around here? Liquor store, anybody? Place to pick up uh, alcohols? <laughs> You'll find a... Spirits. Are you just flying through the air talking to yourself? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Canon, that's what's happening. Uh, ex- he's flying. Excuse me, uh, gent. Okay, sorry. Uh, next one, liquor store. Anybody? Uh, looking for the finest bird. Okay, next person. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's how it sounds. Fortunate. Fortunately, he blackjacked that sense check. Someone overheard him. He's like, "Yeah, by the way, right." So you pass by. You pass by a couple of shops. Um, and you just kind of keep shouting, "Liquor store, liquor store, liquor store," and then you see, and then you just happen to see someone walk out of a store with a bottle of liquor. So you land. Ah, liquor store. I found it. You um, go inside. Mm. Good thing that we just beat this gym. I am flush with the credits right now. 
Uh, yeah, so he walks in. in. Uh, what, what we got? Shelves are lined yeah, with uh, we got different types on. of liquors, different kind of wines. Uh, variety is not what you're used to. Definitely doesn't seem like they have a wide selection of uh, different types of alcohols here. What do they got for dark ones? Um, definitely seems to be like malt based and rye based. Uh, definitely very, very weedy, but you can find a couple of, you can find a couple of like dark, darker whiskeys. Uh, you find one rum that looks pretty dark and you also find another one of those bottles with the rattlesnake on it. The one from the bar. Yeah. That was yeah, good liquor. That was some good liquor. <laughs> So I assume these have like price tags, yeah. like in front of it. What are we looking for which at for one? this uh, rattlesnake? Rattlesnake, rattlesnake's the most expensive. Companions PTSD. The world doesn't want you to buy this liquor, but I think you still have enough credits to buy this. So one bottle is going to be about uh, fifty-five credits. Well, I currently have 1,400 and something. You're good. I think. You got it. Uh, you can do it. All right. So he's going to pick up one of those. Um, and what do they got for whiskeys? Like he's looking for like mass consumption. Mass the, consumption uh, of whiskeys. Rattlesnake is basically for his companions, as I stated before, to give them PTSD. Is there 99 brand whiskey? There's not 99 whiskey here. No. How Damn. busy is the, is the person working? Not very. There's two other people in the store besides the worker. Hey, I, I don't mean to trouble you when you're so busy, uh, but I'm looking for whiskey. I'm about to go on this boat here, and uh, I'm just looking for something to tide me over. I don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, I'm looking over here at your dark ones, and I'm not really interested in this rum. Any uh, suggestions? I'm going to get one of these rattlesnakes, because uh, <laughs> they're fun. But uh, what do you think? <laughs> Could I could I trouble you for a suggestion? <laughs> Krona's special blend. Probably a good call. If you're going to be traveling for a while and need mass consumption, that'll be best bang for your buck. I'm going to immediately trust you. I like it. Now give me a second suggestion. I would like... <laughs> I would absolutely also trust me at, at just my word here now. You sound very confident. This is a human dark eyes... Short cropped hair probably goes a little bit past his ears, relatively short, maybe a bit, uh, like unkempt. Dude definitely doesn't really seem to care too much about what's going on, but like he does give you an earnest recommendation as, as much as he doesn't seem to give a shit. All right. Perfect. What do you, what do you drink in your spare time? I like how making you make this shit up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, uh, I don't drink much. Um, Especially on the salary that I'm given here, so I'm more of a cheap how drinker. How much do you make a week? I do not feel comfortable answering ah, okay. that. Well, I'm sorry. We've only just met, my friend. Ah, it's true. Fair enough. I just assumed when you saw a strapping bird like myself come in, so uh, dressed so that maybe maybe you'd feel comfortable. But that's okay. I can't blame you. Uh, can you make me a style check? <laughs> Fuck. Oh shit, I rolled a two. What's my style? Did I dump it to one or two? I blackjacked. <laughs> yeah, you actually like are not looking terrible for once in your life. He has he has like wow. a very he's got alcoholic swag. Yeah, like you're you're still a little bit drunk <laughs> at this point anyway, and like probably passed a little bit because I mean you've been drinking uh for a while now at this point. 
You definitely kind of sell it more He's than passing anything. passing for cool drugs. Plus the alcohol on your breath makes it seem like it's not actually on your clothes. So there's <laughs> that true. too. Um, but yeah, it, it takes a moment, but he gives you his recommendation. How many bottles of the, the mass consumption alcohol are you How much is it? Because the other one was 50, you said, right? The other one was 55. 55. It's 12 credits per Krona's uh, special blend. All right. Well, I'm going to need this to last for a while. So he picks up like five. And then one of the rattle, one of the rattlesnake liquors. <laughs> you go up and you actually pull the credits kind of like out of the coin purse that uh, you were given. And when you pull it out, it looks like a hollow disc to you. But when it leaves your hand, it actually turns into yen. Oh, lovely. Well, that's just weird. It it auto it auto corrects based on where you are as as Rex. What told was you. the thing that he suggested though? Oh yeah, that's right. What was Sorry? the what? thing that he liked? Because I asked what he likes. Uh, once again, he didn't give you a brand name. He just told you he liked whatever it was. Cheap, oh okay. So. Well, I'll just go with that. So he gets one rattlesnake liquor, and f- I wrote five whiskeys. Though you came up with a different name. Correct. It's Cronus Special Blend. Cronus. I'm just gonna. Are those seven fifties or two liters? They're not that big. They're they're the seven fifties. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's uh, hundred fifteen credits. He pulls out and it automatically converts. Thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate that. You, sir. You have a great day. Thank you. Hey, for by your the patrons. way, did he ever answer my question about how much he makes after being impressed? No. Well, he said he's not comfortable answering that. Hey, what's the minimum? What's the minimum wage in this area? Um, I don't. <laughs> You have that where you come from? I'm from a different planet, man. (laughs) Take that as you will. Yeah, you seem to be on a different planet, my dude. My dude. Now you sound like someone that I'd be friends with. (laughs) Anyway, mostly I was just trying to give you a tip that would make your week, but you're being a little bit difficult. So he pulls out 50 credits from his pocket and just hands it to him. Thank you for being so helpful. And it converts into yen, I'm sure. Yep. Thanks. Uh, wh- thank you so much. I appreciate I it. I got a boat to catch, but anyway, enjoy your boat and your alcohol. Enjoy Next time I'm back in this town, I'll come by again. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be out. Anyway, I'm sure I'll be here. Yeah, we'll see. I have nothing to do in my life. <laughs> I have no prospects. This is a retail hell. This or being a miner. <laughs> Please help me. Cool. So, uh, do you go find, try and find Rebecca? I, now? by the way, I assume he gives me a bag, right? Okay. Yeah. In the bag. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look around. <laughs> I figured you didn't need, I didn't need to specify that he gave you something to carry all six of your bottles of alcohol in. I mean, it's worth asking, cause you never know. Six paper bags. I got two fair. hands and two wings, If anyone but... was gonna not give you a bag, it would be. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I'm just gonna kind of fly above, really nonchalantly, like flying around isn't a big deal or anything. To these people who have no wings. Um, Please make me another sense. Alright, I'm going to... Try the elementary school, you'll probably find her I'm there. I'm gonna use detective sense. You know, maybe I'll find, like, a trail of... Or, like, her scent. Um, oh, shit! I got another blackjack. I got a nine. So with detective sense, it's a blackjack. Oh, cool. Good thing. It's overwhelming it at this point. There's so many colors, there's so much energy, it's... It becomes very, very difficult for you to try and figure out exactly where you're going, exactly what you're doing. Too much bourbon. That being said, 
it does take you a moment. She's like outside around some sort of church. You see a church that basically it goes to about a little bit shorter than the total height of that big military mansion in the middle of everything. It's off past that. The building she's standing next to is a little bit smaller. Uh, you fly up to it. It is a church. It is a church to the old one. Make me an intelligence. Yeah, I was about to say, who the fuck is the old one? (laughs) Twelve. God damn it. I just had two blackjacks in a row, so I can't be mad. Yeah. Uh, basically you see like, uh, a, a couple of statues that look like horses that have these like large gold horns and these pointed hooves. Uh, she's standing next to that building. So I, I fly down next to her. Oh, hey there, Rebecca. I, oh, I was in the neighborhood. Hi, Johnny. Hey, what's this, uh, church here? Um, the, the, the citizens here, uh, call it, uh, it's a church that celebrates their creator, or so, uh, so they say. Um, Apparently, the god that created all sacred beasts and all life on this planet is known as the Old One or the Creator, and this is a church dedicated to it. I was just kind of wandering, you know, um, finding finding my way about Doing as a I like meander. to do. Yeah, a little meander. Yeah, you get it, Johnny. Yeah, a little scooting in. Uh... But I I was so enthralled with the the shape of this building. So once again, tall spire, um, and it's got like these weird protrusions that look similar to the, um, similar to the hooves of the, the statues uh, on the ground themselves. And then the building itself has like the same similar horns that come off the top of it. It's very ornate. It's white and gold. So are you some kind of like historian or something, or are you just fascinated with the, uh, spiritual belief systems of, uh, different folks well i if i'm gonna be quite honest with you um this whole place is just so unknown to us we uh, i've at least i've been i've been stuck in my own ways as far as my knowledge and my training goes for years so being in an environment that lets me explore and let me find out more is is enthralling Ah. to me johnny i mean it's real convenient that we're on a you know that we got a spaceship I'm sure that you'll experience much more of that. And, uh, this might seem like a bit of a sudden question, but I kind of lost track of time. Uh, do you know how long it's going to be until, uh, this boat leaves? I really don't want to miss the boat. Oh, I mean, um, (laughs) (laughs) he told us like an hour ago. I don't. Um, I would recommend maybe just heading (laughs) down there. Here, I'll go with you. Let's, let's, let's head down together. Yeah, maybe we'll find something interesting on the way. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Um, at this point, you guys all, I assume, you guys all had, like, left and went towards the ship. Um, you guys yes. at this point would be down by the ship and you, you go down two tiers. Um, the second tier is a lot of businesses. You find a healing center on the second tier. You mean in the boat or? No, it's about the city. Nope, nope, nope. In the boat or? On the way down. Like, on the descending, way, on the way. Descending to it. Okay. tiers to the boat. Okay. Two tiers. To the, to the port, to the, to the dock. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. While we're walking down, G's gonna be talking to Nora about the repairs. He's trying to learn more about stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna finish describing this real quick, just so I can keep this moving. So you guys start heading towards the port. 
after you head through the residential district, um, there's a small market. So there's like fresh vegetables, there's fresh caught fish and stuff like that. And then you see a big building that looks like the whale that the ship is built on. Um, that stands in front of you and Rex, uh, will point to it and basically tell you that's, that's where you're going. Um, so you're talking to Nora on the way down and all of you guys are pretty much going together. Johnny, give me a luck check as you guys start to head down. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to add, uh, for flavor, if it's okay, can the plastic bag that he's carrying or whatever it's made out of say, have a nice day on the side? Sure. I'm totally into it. I rolled a three, which would be a good roll if I didn't have my luck <laughs> dumped to a Dumpstered. one. Dumpstered? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you don't run into your companions, but you and Rebecca will uh, walk down together. Uh, so, Mike, yeah, Mr. G's asking Nora questions. Oh, no, I, I, I was just I was just adding that, like, they'd be talking about, oh, okay. like, ship stuff. I thought you, um, I th- sorry, I thought you that had specifics then. Oh no, not not okay. specifically. I was just I was just saying that as they're walking down, like gotcha. you would want to talk to Nora about ship it, stuff, maybe learn something. Engineering about role the ship. play. Yeah. Um basically as far as you know, um as far as all the stuff that you you're kind of like uh being told, um she's telling you that she pretty much got a lot of the bits and pieces all set before um they were ambushed at the campsite. Um, and she's basically saying that she's hoping that they didn't go back and try and raid it. And she hopes nothing bad happened to Grooks. But basically she's saying that once they lodge, like dislodge it from the mountain, honestly, the hardest part is to get the actual, like that big energetic orb with those locking rings around it. She's telling you that's going to be the hardest part is hooking that back up and getting it working again, which is also the most important part of the ship. So you learn yeah. a little bit about the uh the gravitational rig and how that works. Um basically those locking rings set your location so it it sets your like it sets your point of distance, it sets how fast you're going to go, it sets your coordinates, all that. Um on top of that, it's also harnesses uh magic and spatial magic to uh enter basically a light speed or a warp to jump into a light speed. That's more or less the the new information you would get out of that conversation. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. Cool. Uh, You guys are all standing in front of the boat, and that's where I'm going to leave it for the time being. Dylan. So. Yes. um, You have just come back from from the woods. Uh, You went out uh, into the woods outside of Ludvalia, and it was there that you met a dryad named Isori. He has dark green, uh, dark green leaves. He's very tree-like. Think very much like Groot, except with like black bark and dark green leaves. Uh, very ivy-like, almost a little bit piney behind his hair. Uh, very, very Germanic wood style. Very dark forest style dryad. Um, you were walking around the woods when you were ambushed by an ice, uh, an ice worm. A small dragon that's very common in your, in your parts. Um, it ran out and it attacked you. This dryad jumped out of the woods to basically save you from this ambushed attack. And you then got up and said, Is this the thing that's in my other thing or is this an unrelated yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing a quick catch up before we get to where you're at. But yes, that's the thing in the thing. I would probably 
draw my sword, point it at the thing, and recite the incantation to do the thing. Okay. Cool. Uh, so after, after just a moment, the words flow through you, the magic begins to surround you, and your geon glows bright, resplendent silver. You rush forward and you slash at the dragon, and as you slash at the dragon, he disappears. You look down at your sword, and there's a rune that now appears on your sword, and the dragon is gone. Both you and Isori look over each other, visibly confused, and then high-five, because fuck yeah, you're not being attacked by a dragon anymore. Uh, he escorts you back to the gates of your town, and you head back. You go into your house and you uh, see your mom and all six of your sisters um, are holding a letter to get into the Arcanium. As expected of a noble family, your invitation is ready and waiting. Um, you guys have a very nice uh, dinner, a very nice celebration, have a little party. You get ready and you head off. You head back into the woods and you make your way through the forest um, until you find an outcropping, a perfectly cut circle in the woods. A ghastly green light comes from this perfectly outcropped circle of trees, and you look around it to gauge your surroundings. You see Isori standing on the south end of this circle as you stand on the western side. Um, and then to the northern side, uh, you see a, uh, you see a merfolk who you also know to be Star. Uh, Star Mazara. She comes from, uh, another well-off family in Ludvalia, and her parents are environmental, uh, are environmental workers, more or less. You two have become friends over your time, um, at your boarding school, um, and she stands outside the circle as well. As you are the only one who really knows what the next steps of getting into the Arcadium are, you stride through the circle with full confidence. Upon going to the inside of the circle, you see that there are these floating obelisks. These huge hunks of black stone uh, are directly on the inside of this outcropping. There's one face cut entirely off the stone, making a flat surface, and you see various runes carved into it. When you push past those floating obelisks, you see 20 robed figures standing in the center of this circle. They're surrounding one white-robed figure. You know that the white robes are there to help guide these students trying to find the Arcanium. You, you say, oh no, no, not on my Arcanium trial, and you... You use the the ability of the Cosmic Ram. You slide through, and you fly around the battlefield, and you strike three or four of them, downing them instantly. And just as you're coming back to hit, um, hit one of them, you see four arms uh, made out of that purple energy you know to be... Uh, Asurin arms pop out of one of the taller figures, and all four of those arms open up a portal. As you're flying around, you manage to kind of chip the mask, and the mask that this guy is wearing is broken. Underneath, you see your father's face. 
Oh. You haven't seen your father in a solid 14 years? Or no, no, sorry, excuse me. You're only 17. Um, I'd say probably a good 10 years. You haven't seen him since you were very, very young. Why have you come back, Papa? You said you were going out for a pack of cigarettes. I don't actually say that. Okay, I was I was wondering if that was the voice you were going with. I just wasn't ready for it because I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. Um, he grabs you as you slide around and you make eye contact and you just hear a heavy sigh. <clears throat> Samey, I'm sorry that this had to happen on the night that you entered the Arcanium, but trust me, this is for your own good. And he grabbing you now by the back of the neck by the back of your robes he throws you through the portal that he opened you go flying through the sea of chaos oh fuck and you see you see just arms and faces appearing out of the out of the red and blackness around the chaos around you gnashing at you clawing at you trying to basically drag you down into it this miasma of darkness surrounds you. It almost looks like an ocean below you, but with the same pattern of these gnashing teeth, clawing hands, screaming faces, uh, being the sky as well. It's very disorienting, and you try and f- get your get your bearings in here, but you're unable to do so. After floating for what feels like forever, uh, you see a small hole begin to open up in one of those screaming mouths. And in the screaming mouth, you see blue skies, uh, you see clouds, and you see a chirping bird. And you come down, and you swim as fast as you can, and you are spit out of, uh, you are spit out of the portal. And you are now shot into the sky. You look around and you look down and you see rooftops. You see a walled off city. Um, all of it unfamiliar to you. This doesn't look to be anywhere on Utveria at all. All of these surroundings are quite unfamiliar to you and now you are skyrocketing to the ground uh make me an agility check and a luck check please oh i have a plan okay i'm going to wait until i get close to the ground then i'm going to activate the tiwa's rune to create a gust of wind to dampen my fall okay can you still make me those checks though you said luck and agility So that's a no on both accounts. Five out of three agility and ten out of two luck. Okay. So you are unable to get your bearings as you're free falling to the ground. Um, you're unable to kind of stop yourself from falling, you know, ass overhead, constantly spiraling towards the ground. Um, the ground is quickly meeting you, uh, as you are flipping about, um, Nothing gets in your way, nothing hits you, nothing knocks you off target. Um but you you try and activate your rune for the 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 gust of gust of wind. Yes. Cool. It propels you faster towards the ground. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have you make me another luck check, please. Sorry. <laughs> oh, one out of two, that's a pass. You are able to unleash the gust of wind and stop yourself from hitting the ground at the last moment. Um, and you are now standing uh, at a dock. For the rest of you, 
you all see a black spot open up in the sky, and then you just see this small dot slowly grow larger, and you eventually notice uh, it is a person flipping end over end out of the sky near the dock that you guys are standing next to. And this person just unleashes a gust of wind out of their sword and basically stops their movement entirely just before they became uh, pasta sauce on the ground. Is Johnny also... So completely Are we all there occurs, together then. at this point? All of you guys are down here together at this point through your various journeys getting down to the docks. Um, all of you just fucking see this happen. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's weird. Um... Hi, by the way. Nice to see you. Yeah. He's holding a bag that says have a nice day on it as bottles of liquor poke out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, Dylan, yes. Sammy sees a um, whole bunch of buildings. Uh, this seemingly seems to be more high-tech of a planet than the planet you come from, um, but their magic seems to be a little bit um, limited as far as as far as your opinion would go. You look around, you see people dressed in strange colors, you see creatures you've never seen before, uh, you see a talking bird-like human begin to spout its beak at you and just cigarette smoke begins to billow out of its beak, um, <laughs> and you are a little bit overwhelmed, uh, not gonna lie to you. This is all a lot. Does, does Mr. G know what that black hole was? Uh, make me an intelligence. It's a portal. That's a six out of eight. Six out of eight. Um, you know that there are definitely, definitely various means that, uh, people who can use portals go through to use them. Um, the black spot does not forebode well. You, if you were to wager a guess, you would assume that it's some sort of evil means or by some sort of God's will that this child was thrown through this portal. Uh, you aren't well versed enough in the Sea of Chaos to know what the Sea of Chaos truly is, which is the only reason you know it's not that, or you don't know it's that. But he knows that this, that this lady fell out of a portal and came from somewhere else. I, I have an important question. I have a maybe important answer. Uh, what the fuck does this person look like? I know they have a sword. Yeah, describe yourself, Dylan. Okay. So I am about five seven or so with olive skin, very slender build, uh young looking face. I look like a teenager, kind of longish dark purple hair tied back in a ponytail, and red eyes with slitted pupils, wearing almost like Chinese-style, vaguely kung-fu-esque robes with, like, the poofy white pants and the little slippers and a, like, dark purple tunic overshirt. And there is a symbol in the center that is a ten-pointed star, and in the center of that is a symbol that looks like a yin-yang, but made of two hands clasped together. And I am not a girl. I am, in fact, a boy. 
I am. I didn't make a magical girl. That's what everyone was dying to know. <laughs> are, you, are you a girl or a boy? <laughs> How magical girl does this person so look? So you're you're a very feminine boy. Yes, you're quite young, and you're dressed fabulously with the purple like hair is pretty purple cool. ponytail and piercing red eyes. Yes, a magical boy. Um, so G G walks up and goes, uh, "You, where did?" Where did you come from? I saw you came through a portal. Yeah, who the fuck are you? I'm Fujimura Seime. I came from Ludvalia. What planet is this? Um, I don't know if it has a name. This is Planet Nubla. Someone says from Rex the background. Oh, Rex, thanks for sharing that information earlier. Um, did you did you miss the whole part where the professor said that? Because he told us where we were. I miss a lot of things, uh, if we're being honest. Just kidding, because I'm a detective and I miss nothing. I passed my intelligence check, so what what do I know about this planet? Your planet is not um, very well-versed in the means of interplanetary travel, as far as you know. So, like, you know that there are other planets out there. You don't know much about this planet, but you do know it by name. You know location-wise where you are in your universe. It's the Do opposite we know where end. Udveria is what is Udver- Udve- Udveria? Is yeah, what you've it's never called, you've correct? never heard that before. Yeah, he also I'm he also didn't roll. say Udveria. He said Ludvalia. So he also didn't even say where he's oh, from. Sorry, he said what town he's from. J.K. Uh, which I misheard. Classic. <sighs> Somehow I ended up on the opposite side of the universe. Wonderful. What are you doing here? You kind of just dropped out of nowhere. That's that's very unusual. My father threw me through a portal, and I ended up here. Uh, peculiar. Who who the hell is your father? I'm like only half paying attention to you guys. I'm like looking around, trying to like see the magic in the world to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing right now. I mean, you see the magic in the world. Immediately, the first thing you can tell is that there's a lot of elemental magic on this planet. You feel it's very, very strong. You can feel all of the, like, magic within you, all the different elements. You feel them around you. It's like the elements are alive around you. Once again, looking around, same deal. The people who are currently talking to you all look way off compared to all the other people you are currently seeing, and all those other people are avoiding this whole thing. People are actively staying away from you guys. Streets are very so, busy otherwise. Answer the question. But who who is your father? Yeah, I'm I'm curious why why someone would be able to do something like that. Yeah. It's very complex. Also, maybe I can meet him and he can help me find Marshall. Yeah, why why do you throw <laughs> you through a portal? There's been a lot of <laughs> a lot of sketchy portal magic recently yeah. and I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I hadn't seen my father in 10 years and this was the first thing he did. And in your head, Dylan, constantly ringing through this, you keep hearing his words of, this is for your own good, playback in your head. I must assume he did it for a reason, otherwise he wouldn't have interrupted my journey to the academy. Uh, what academy is that? The academy. I went to an academy. <laughs> You haven't been to an academy like this. I was set to go to the most prestigious magic school in all of Udvaria. 
I was in private schools most of my life, I'll have you know. But anyway, tell me more about this Udveria place. <laughs> you think that the law family, you know, would send their own to a not prestigious police academy? Get out of here. I have no idea what family You've you're never referring to. Yeah, not at all. Not even close. <laughs> anyway, that was a past life. Please tell me more about yourself. I'm still only half paying attention, like, Walking or, like, spinning around in circles, looking at stuff, poking things with my sword. What kind of things are you poking? Yeah, what (laughs) are you poking with your sword? Like, the dock, the scenery, buildings. Okay. Not people. (laughs) Not people. (laughs) So, uh, Johnny's gonna turn to the party and say, Hey guys, like, I don't mean to be a jerk or anything, but we only have a certain amount of time before uh, our, our boat's gonna leave, uh... I I don't this is very strange but like we we have things that we need to do that are very important. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say we I mean he did just fall out of the sky and all but I we we've got somewhere to be. It's it's a it's a pleasure to meet you of course. Uh, you my there, bird person. You I am to understand that you are not of this world as well. Yeah, of course not. My name's Johnny La by the way. You can just call me Johnny. What did you say your name was? It was very complicated. <laughs> Fujimoto Seimei. Uh, uh, would you mind if I just called you Fuji? That's, uh, kind of more than my... I, uh, I handle. second that. I'm, I will be calling you Certainly. Fuji from now on. For brevity. Alright, thank you, If you Fuji. must. I appreciate your flexibility. Uh, maybe if I went to your academy, maybe I would be able to do that one easier. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, no, we are not. We, uh, we left our world because we wanted to, uh... <laughs> We, you know, it was being destroyed. You know, no big deal or anything. <laughs> anyway, our plane, our spaceship <laughs> crash landed here and then we found more threats. So we decided that we would try to stick around and save the planet. No big deal. Just a bunch of really helpful individuals. I, if I, if I do say so myself. Yeah, really, really helpful. At this point, um, Rex stands up to you. So Dylan, once again, as this is the first time that, uh, <laughs> Sammy says, uh, sees him tall human. Long blonde hair, uh, blondish, brownish hair, um, very, very square face, square jaw, um, very handsome features, um, stocky build, looks to be pretty muscular, stands about 6'2", um, he's wearing interlaced, like, leather, it looks very ornate and very fancy, especially for what you know and armor that you've seen. Uh, his pants are silk, like, pantaloons that tuck into his, uh, black boots, and they're covered in golden dye. And he has two, uh, two swords, uh, one on either hip, and he has a, uh, long flowing furred cape that, uh, is behind him. He ste- he steps up to you. Offworlder, how do you intend to get home? I don't know. I must assume that I was sent here for a reason, so I must find my purpose before I can go well, home. I don't think it's a coincidence that I found other offworlders as soon as I landed. Rex, uh, one, I would love to help this individual. However, we were given a very specific number of tickets and not one extra. You mean how so we I now have know. one extra as we were given a specific amount before Boots met his end? Oh, that's right. This I individual can that. harness powerful magic. Perhaps that we can help be this useful one. to you. Uh, that is a valid On point. Top I have not that, considered that. I too don't see this as a coincidence. 
we're currently trying to repair our ship. Once our ship is finished being repaired, we are planning to leave this planet. Um, we can, I can have my party here fill you in with more details afterwards, but for the time being, Fujiwara, why do you not travel with our party? I think that is an excellent proposition. Makes sense. All the people who are super confused by this place should probably stick together. True. Hey, Fuji. Fuji, what's the drinking age on your planet? It's 18. 18. Well, fuck you. I mean, he didn't tell you his age. Ah. It's not like you know how old he is. Oh. Okay, that's a valid point. Ah. <laughs> Good. How old are you? I'm 17. Ah, well that sucks. Looks like I'm not gonna find a new drinking buddy. Hey, Mr. G, check out all I got in this bag. Uh, yeah, that's quite the, uh, quite the store of alcohol you have there, Johnny. What? Um, quite the haul. I mean, everyone seems to be taking this whole person falling out of the sky thing pretty normally, but I... I mean, to be fair, we did basically the exact same thing in a spaceship. Well, and, and G says this with him in earshot. Uh, I don't know, I think we should keep an eye on him. It seems a little, a little strange, but I don't know. Fair enough. You c- Go ahead, though. Drink, drink your bird bin or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> I think the boots would want it this way if some random person just <laughs> fell from the sky. I think the boots would have wanted us to to take uh, Fuji on Mike, with us. Mike, can you have Mr. G make me a sense check? I can, and I got a three out of four. You notice, uh, you notice Rex gives you like a side eye to move like behind him, and you see Nora standing behind him using his figure to obscure her, and he kind of points you to her, to her. I see what the yeah, I see what the deal is. You, as, you, as you see non, what he's putting down. You can smell what the rock is cooking. I'm gonna try to try to smoothly see why he's beckoning me over to Nora. Um yeah, so you kinda you kinda move around and Nora's Nora's just kinda like standing there. And she just goes, uh Mr. G, a a word about the, the spaceship, the specifications, please. And you and she takes you and, and moves off. Uh, like, she's holding out, like, her notes, like she's pretending to talk to you about something, and she moves you to the side. Um, and can I have everybody make me earmuffs, please? Except for Mike, naturally. As I walk away, too, I'm like, oh, give me a second. I have important engineering things to do. <laughs> so, after a moment, Nora just goes, I'm sure that the captain has a plan for this, Mr. G. If it isn't a coincidence, either this person can help us, or they're part of the people we're looking for, and why not have one of them close to us that we can use to our advantage if it is the case? I mean, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm concerned about, to be well, honest. That's, but... Yes, but if you keep watch on him and tell us any shady uh, particulars or shady movements, that would be good for us. We can at least find one person to gained some information out of. Maybe give us a little bit more to go on. Hmm. And plus, worst case scenario, he turns out to not be a member of, of this organization and he becomes genuinely useful and it seems like he's from this universe. He might have more knowledge than he's letting on. I mean, it's very possible he did. I mean, any anyone who's interacting with portal magic after our last encounter with, with those... uh with that cabal of, of evil 
Um, I, I think it's good to have them around in some capacity, but, uh, yeah, I, I see your point. It's just, I, I understand that it's, it's hard to trust someone again so soon, but given our situation, this might be beneficial. But I mean, please do, please do for our sake, keep a close watch on that one. I, I'll do that. I mean, if, if you consider our rate here, we're, uh, at the rate of loss, we're gonna, we're gonna be out of crew members in about three weeks, so, uh, let's, uh, you keep an eye out too, Nora. Make sure you, uh, you know, keep an eye out for these guys. I'm doing, I'm doing everything that I can. Is, should I have cause for concern? Oh, I don't know. We've been here for two days. It's, Okay, I'm sorry. You just hinted at it like, like there was something going on. I'm, I'm, given our, given our conversation here, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I mean, was, every... I was interpreting your words maybe a bit different. I was looking no, for a meaning. No, cat's dead. Was. Cat's dead after two days. One, one crew member every two days gives us about three weeks. <laughs> no, no, I got you. But once again, I thought, I thought, I thought you were hinting at something, something different, but yes. Oh, no. Exactly. No. But <laughs> maybe if we, maybe if this ally is a bit more powerful than the last, we'll, uh, we'll be in for some better, better success rates here. All right, Nora. And then, and then G goes loudly, uh, oh, yeah, those, those specifications look, uh, look tip top. Uh, you know, good work as usual. Exactly. And Mr. G, that's exactly why we need those platinum screws from the Kronos region. Ah oh, yes, yes. Well, well, we'll procure those immediately. Yes, wonderful. You all see the short, tiny uh, girl with the oversized sweatshirt and the big glasses and messy bun uh, take Mister G over, and they're going over notes for a minute, and then they turn around and and then and then you hear G loudly go, "Oh yes, those specifications look fantastic. Uh, good, good work as usual, Nora. Um, I'm going to learn a lot from you." And then you hear Nora go, yes, exactly. And Mr. G, that's why we need to get those platinum screws and bolts from the Cronus region. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll procure those, uh, those bolts and screws immediately. Ah, wonderful. And they join back up. I, apo- I apologize for that. Um, just last minute, uh, inventory double hey, check. If you need to make, uh, screwdrivers using the Cronus region, I got these. And he holds up the Cronus special. <laughs> oh, <blender>. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Johnny, not not that kind. That's no. I mean, probably probably good for you while you'll be on this boat in a couple minutes, huh? That's what I was thinking. Nah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, Nora. You hear a a, a noise kind of come out of a bivalve shaped speaker that are coming off the end of the building on the side. Um. Little purple bivale. They have like two small googly eyes in the side of it, and then you see a long pink tongue come out of it, and then you actually see like a small magical circle that's kind of imbued on the tongue, and then you hear voices coming out of it. Final call. Final call to board the. I wrote this ship name down after I didn't have the <laughs> ship name written down. The SS. The SS. Uh, oh, you told C-word. us last time. I fucking week or told you last ago. time. I did. I did. I did. It was like the Scudge Muffin or something. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> not the Scudge Muffin. <laughs> I can assure you, it's not the Scudge Muffin. <laughs> I mean, that'll just be our next ship that we actually get to name. <laughs> so, Fuji, um, I, I know you, are, are you alright coming out of that portal there? Yeah, it's probably quite shocking, I suppose. 
I saw some horrible things in there. I'd rather not think about it. Hey, Fuji, you want to see something cool? Check this out. And he pulls out uh, his his uh, capture sphere and pushes the button. And uh, Luckier pops out, lands on the ground. There's some cool aspects to this planet. And he kind of just pets Luckier on the head. I stare at Luckier in fascination and also the the capture yeah, sphere. Um, super, super uh, confusing return. for you, uh, but pretty fucking cool. The natives of this planet, uh, they, they capture these sacred beasts and they force them to fight, sometimes to the death, though I don't think they're supposed to be to the death. As the song, doot, 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 rings on in the background. Fascinating. The natives of this planet have found a way to make even uh, the stupid and mundane into summers. <laughs> I don't say that with any ill intent towards you. Like, I'm not trying to be condescending <laughs> or even talking directly to you. It's all right. There Johnny it is. Found is fairly, it. He understands, like, where he lies on the intelligence Final call spectrum. to board Frigate's Wind. Final call. Right. Frigate's Wind. That was it. Took me a minute. We're there now. Yeah, not Scudge Muffin. You're right. The ship you named is definitely not Scudge Muffin. <laughs> cool. So, um, <laughs> it's not Scudge Muffin. We leave it there. At this point, you guys are all kind of like looking at these little <laughs> things and, you know, they're, they're producing sound. It's a little bit weird. Um, for people that are from the, the more advanced planet, not too confusing um but you all kind of look on and rex just uh goes quickly i don't want you all to miss the ship here and he hands uh he hands everybody a ticket silver gets ticket you know as well and then he holds one out for you as well uh sammy i accept the ticket and i follow everybody onto the ship cool so um as that happens, uh, Rex holds his hand out for, like, a handshake. Do, am I familiar with the custom of handshakes? I mean, like, handshaking's pretty... Yeah. Yeah. You're good. I shake his hand. Sammy, my name is Rex. I'm the captain of the ship and of the crew that you'll be traveling with. As of right now, my crew is in search of that small one's sister. And we're in search of a relic. For now, help us get our ship back and complete our mission here and we'll be able to bring you home with our fancy fixed spaceship hey uh wait a minute uh do you just call him sammy i thought we were calling this one fuji what what's your name there fujimura sammy uh what am i supposed to call yeah you? i'm gonna stick with fuji what what's the what what do your friends call you fujimura all right i'm gonna stick with fuji again Fujimoto? Yeah, sticking stick with Fuji. Alright, I'll do my best, but when I forget, I'm just gonna <laughs> default back to Fuji. Apologies. So no one calls you Sammy. So, for the rest of you, good luck. <laughs> and stay in constant communication. We'll let you know how the updates progress here as they go. And once again, I have also given one of these to Alvis as well, so he should be reporting in with information on the continent as well. So, hopefully, we should uh, make some good progress here, gentlemen. I wish you all good luck, and stay safe, most importantly. I, I forget, did we decide to have Kenny come with us, or have him... Yeah. Alright, cool. Kenny's coming. That's why Rex isn't coming, is because Kenny's oh, coming. Oh, yeah. 
He's going to keep an eye on it. everything. I'm getting too old for this shit. So, yeah. It's basically <laughs> the four of you, Kenny, and Silver is what the crew is going to consist of. Um, so who's going to be taking my, uh, my equipment, um, here, uh, on board? And, uh, G previously returned Gary to the, uh, to the capture sphere and there's a box of metal and other things. Are you looking at the party? The Cause there's no one outside here. Oh, I mean, where, where, whenever you guys have it to go inside, I mean, you guys have to go to in the So Johnny in a building or in the ship? In the building. There, then that leads to the docks. So Johnny just looks over oh. at Mr. G and he's like, are you really telling me you can't lift that? I mean, no, how, how I big cannot is lift it? that. It's a lot of metal. It's pretty it's big. Large. <laughs> it's large. It's large. It's heavy. It's made out of metal itself. Uh, how, and it's how also heavy full of metal. <laughs> so, Johnny, make me a uh, strength I mean, I'm, I'm questioning how, how heavy it is first. It's very. It's very heavy. So, I have a question for you. I have a potentially serious answer for you. So, one of the things that comes out of my sword... Not uh, the ice thing, the other thing. How long does it last? <laughs> um, it lasts for one movement. So you can move up to a agility, uh, like agility rank uh, meters before it expires. Okay, so... But it'll, it'll stop working if you try and do something else in between it. So, like, if you don't use the whole agility thing, like, as soon as you try and do something else, it's, it's gonna stop. Okay, so my thought was potentially put the metal on top of that thing and have it carry it onto the ship, but that doesn't seem feasible. No, that one, that one wouldn't really work either. That's more of, like, a push than anything else. Okay. So Johnny takes a look at it and he thinks to himself, this is fucking ridiculous. There's no way I'm going to be able to carry this. <laughs> um, but he also thinks I've had a good amount of bird bin today. Uh, let's fuck it. Let's give it a shot. Um, so Johnny is, uh, you know, after his muscles seem to be slightly larger than they were previously, he's going to, he's going to give it the old college try. Hey, Mr. G, don't say I never tried to help you. Uh, what do, what, what do All I right. need to roll? Opposed strength. Okay. Okay, while he does that, I'm actually gonna take the box of imagination and press the button and go, uh, oh, wheelie cart. And it's gonna be just like a four by four square with little wheels sticking out of the bottom of it so it could be pushed. Alright, so I'm gonna attempt to yeah. lift the thing and put it on your wheelie cart. Cause it's really heavy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, if you could just drop it right here, that would be ideal. Uh, yeah, suck my dick. Also, let's see if I can do Don't, do don't this. mind us, Fuji. We'll just, Let me we'll help just do with that. this ourselves. A pair of psychic <laughs> arms come out of my shoulders, and I try to help Johnny move the thing onto the cart. Okay, roll uh, strength rank. Uh, that's and going to be magic, times. because they're psychic arms. Oh yeah, there are, they are psychic arms now. That yeah. is a six out of nine. All right. Well, what I rolled was a, and then add six. My uh, my strength roll was a twenty nine. You said it was opposed, right? Yep. Twenty nine plus six, then is thirty five, right? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't cool. know I was supposed to add that. With the help, with with uh, Sammy's help, and with the cart underneath, uh, the three of you are able to get it in there. You guys are able to move it around. It's heavy. It's heavy on both of you. You feel the strain on your arms, uh, <laughs> as well, Sammy, on your mental arms. It like, it starts to give you a headache. Once we get it in the fucking, you know, the, the wheelie thing, it's fine though, right? 
I mean, the, you guys still need to support it on the wheelie thing as well, just to make sure it doesn't flip off the end. But other than that, yeah, it's pretty it easy gets after much it's easier. on. It it gets much easier. Yeah. God damn it. Hey, thanks guys. You're doing a you're doing a great job, Mister G. You better do something. Just gotta bring it over here. Just follow follow in. me. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys uh, flash your tickets, and you follow a an escort. Essentially, she leads you on top of the on top of the boat. Um, and the boat that you get on is actually the largest boat. It's actually larger than the one that you originally thought it was going to be. Um. So this one is actually about 800 feet long as opposed to 150 feet long. This ship is like huge, like it's like a city on a ship. It's modeled after that whale uh, that you see the other ship on. It's just made of metal, like metal, and it's bigger. Um, And you guys are on the ship. I'm going to leave it there before we get into the whole exploration and setting sail of everything. But you guys made it to the ship. Hey, Ooh, you can you, can, before before you leave us, could you tell us what it looks like? So top deck of the ship where you enter, yeah. um, the first thing you see is there is a small uh, battlefield. It looks like there's a, a battlefield here set up for people to fight with their sacred beasts and train while they're on the ship. From there, you see a large kind of extension out. It's white. You see what you assume is probably like the captain's quarters there. Um, it looks like there's seating. It looks like there's a restaurant inside of the area. Um, because you see people kind of moving in and out. You see some people with drinks. Um, oh, and- God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it in the back of my mind. They're going to have a bar here. But hey, fuck it. Triggered. <laughs> hey, bruh, who's gonna serve me after they cut me off? Answer me. <laughs> it looks like there's uh basically the the top floor of the deck that you're on uh, all looks dedicated to like entertainment and general crew uh, or like passenger enjoyment. This looks like a huge luxury liner. You can't see the rest of where you are because you all enter in from the back. Uh, but this is where you are right now. And that, my nice. friends, is where I'm going to leave it. Word. In the background, I'm going to slowly play Ode to uh, Boots as we cut out. Your, is your ode to G Funky Town? Alright, if you're still listening to the episode at this point, I just want to say thank you. Uh, thanks for checking out this Wednesday's episode. We got things heating up here, some changes to the party coming up, and... We're finally really, really diving into it, diving into Fractured World. So, hey, if you liked what you heard, go ahead and please spread the word. 
Check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all under Warplords and Warplords Podcast. Come on and check us out and download the game. If you want to try it for yourself at home, drive through RPG.com slash Warplords. It is a free download for the demo of the game. How can you pass up free? Well, stay safe out there. I know these are trying times, but we'll see you back here next Wednesday.